560 WQAM. There's no fact in, in the church. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to weave me. Uh, hello. I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So sexy it hurts. Ow. I'm too sexy for that webbit. Too sexy for that webbit. That webbit's gonna get it. I'm a hunter. I hunt webbits. I do my little thing in the forest. Ooh, I'm a hunter. I hunt webbits. I do my little thing in the forest. I'm too sexy for my bullets. Too sexy for my bullets. I put bullets in my rifle. I'm too sexy for this forest. Shh, be very, very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. I'm a hunter. I hunt rabbits. I do my little thing in the forest. I'm a hunter. I hunt rabbits. I do my little thing in the forest. I'm too sexy for that rabbit. And pardon me, Doc. Are you talking about me? Oh yes. I'm gonna blast you and use you for swippers. My stars. You are a mental case. And you better put that gun down, laughing boy, before you hurt somebody. Hasta la vista, you little hairball. Agony, 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 agony. Thin Lizzy boys are back in town. So I go out and I, first, before I bought that CD, I didn't think I was going to be able to find it. So I go over to Sam's and I see uh, the boys are back a tribute to Thin Lizzy. And this is, uh, George liked it, actually. Yeah. Which it's got all of their hits sung by uh, and performed by a whole bunch of other uh, stupid stars. Uh, Phil Campbell of Motorhead, Phil DeAnto of Iron Maiden and Killers, and uh, uh, Bernie Torme from Ozzy Osbourne. Any relation to Mel? Probably a sister. Rick Wills from Foreigner and Bad Company, and just a whole bunch, like about 30 different people performing on this CD. And they also did their version, of course, of The Boys Are Back in Town. But then, lo and behold, with my luck, in the next record store I went to, there was, uh, there was that, which I just played. Had no extra charge. Seventy-one votes on a poll yesterday. Thin Lizzy, the boys are back in town. Where are you going to hear that in South Florida? Any station playing that? Uh, no. In fact, any station playing most of these songs that we're talking about? No. No. No, they're not. Anyway, so it's a. After that, it was quite a battle yesterday. I must tell you that. Arlo Guthrie, City of New Orleans, was second with forty-five. Carl Douglas, Kung Fu Fighting, forty-four. Joey Scarborough, a theme from a Greatest American Hero. That's going to make Debbie happy. Nice going, Debbie. That had uh, 42. And rounding out the top five, just just edging out ten years after, and I'd love to change the world, Mason Williams' classical gas had 38. So there's the top five from yesterday. We're compiling what I would call a pretty impressive list, you know what? Yeah. Let's see. Then after that, the ten years after, the Vapors turning Japanese, 33. Wright said, Fred, I'm too sexy, 32. Ides of March and Vehicle, 31. Oh, the Starland Vocal Band, Afternoon Delight 28. The Vinyls I Touch Myself, Mungo Jerry in the Summertime. A Thunderclap Newman, Something in the Air 25. Tag Team and Whoop, there it is, 21. 21 assholes think that's the best one-hit wonder in this list. The Assembled Multitude, which started out very slowly, and then I played it again and gave it a little uh, hype here on the show yesterday, and did very well, had 20. Also more today than yesterday, Spiral Staircase had 20. Four Non-Blondes, What's Up, Chumbawamba, Tub Thumpin'. 
Jeannie C. Riley, Harper Valley PTA, Tom Cochran, Life is a Highway, Harold Faltermeyer, Axel F. had 13. That should make Robert happy. Status quo, pictures of matchstick men, which is what I voted for, had only uh, 11. Isn't that depressing? What are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do, you know? But the good news is, and uh, Boca Brian, I don't want to get him depressed because he's already so depressing, but a lot of the stuff that he sent me, because I researched this, see, I could take everybody's word for it and say, oh, yeah, so-and-so only had one hit. But you know what? A lot of times they're full of crap. You look it up in your billboard book. Billboard don't make mistakes, except except for uh, Question Mark and the Mysterians, which I looked it up on the Internet, and he was born in 1945 in Saginaw, Michigan. What was his name? I don't know. I wrote it down here. So Mr. Mark? Mr. Uh, yeah, Mr. Question. Maybe Mr. Mark. Maybe he was kind of Marky Mark. So anyway, status quo pictures of match. Uh, about crash test dummies. Mm, 69 boys. Standell's Dirty Water had only nine. Godly and Cream Cry had only nine. And then after that, it was strictly downhill. Can you believe Joe Jeffrey Group and My Pledge of Love had only three? That's not going to stop me from playing a little bit of it. And what happened to my uh, CD from, uh, if you could see the mess I got here. Good golly, Miss Molly. I got a mess, you know what? A big, fat, freaking mess. But that's the way it goes. I'm, I'm looking for uh, Timothy by the boys. Maybe I put it back in my thing here. No, I did not. Missing disc. Missing disc, George. Uh-oh. Crawl around on the floor and see if you can find it. All right, I'll be right back. Missing goddamn disc. Oh, boy. And you know something? What are the odds I'm ever going to find that now? Any None. chance? And the audience is saying with a uh, sigh of relief, oh, thank God, we don't have to hear Timothy by the boys. Well, I was just going to play, like, you know, about five words. That would have been enough. So there's yesterday's result, and then we'll put together a pool today. I got, I just got tons of crap today, tons and tons of good, important stuff. Although I'm very dismayed over the fact that Timothy by the boys, that CD has vanished. You, you'll find it. Here. You'll surprise Maybe it's us in later. Here. What's that? I give up. Oh, North and Lizzie, jailbreak. Oh, okay, that's enough. You had your shot at it, and now, of course, he's dead anyway for a long time. So we got uh, some faxes here to get us started. I, I, I just uh, can't handle this mess. I just got a whole pile of crap. Frank says, and also uh, Rich Pactor, which I'm embarrassed for. Oh, you know what I did? I put the wrong, see? I put the wrong disc into your thing, okay? So we're saved. Those of you who have been waiting overnight breathlessly to hear uh, the boys and Timothy, guess what? You're in luck. Good. I mean, how many songs about cannibalism are there? That's enough. Okay. That was much more than enough. Yeah, we know what it's all about, okay? We've been through that a zillion times already, and you just want to uh, rub it in. Anyway, there needs uh, to be more. Rich Pactor and Frank both point out, in fact, Frank says, I can't believe you left out Debbie Boone and you let up my life. Well, it was only number one for ten weeks, Frank, and you're right. We were just trying to, like, uh, blot that out of our minds for obvious reasons. Can everybody understand that? Uh -huh. Debbie Boone rhymes with spoon and moon and June and coon, and we hate Debbie Boone. But it was very popular for some bizarre reason. It was number one for ten weeks. I guess all the Goyam liked it. Is that what it was? She had big boobs. So I mark that down. Does. Mark it down. There's the first one for our new list today. You light up my life by Debbie Boone. And by the way, I don't care how many votes it gets. You will not hear that on this show. Oh, good. Twelve minutes after nine at 560 WQM. You know, mattress shopping is a gigantic, a cataclysmic waste of time. That's correct. Because a lot of assholes get in their car, you know, raining like hell down there. And then on the days when the sun is shining, it's 145 degrees. 
So why the hell run all over town and waste that time and gas, get all sweated up, and then get ripped off anyway? When you can just sit there on your ass, do the lazy, uh, comfortable thing, make one easy phone call to dial a mattress like I've been doing for many years now. Just call 1-800-MATTRESS. They'll come and take away the crappy old worn-out bedding and set you up a great new mattress and whatever else you want. Call 1-800-MATTRESS, and they'll give you all the choice like you have no place else. All the top manufacturers in the world, they got Serta, Sealy, Simmons, King Coil, and they got a deep selection in each one, too, so you don't have to worry about a bait and switch. Exactly the mattress you're waiting for is in stock right now as I speak and ready for immediate delivery. And, of course, they let you pick the uh, time and the day and the window, two-hour window, when you want it delivered, when it's convenient for you, when you're going to be there, like between noon and 2, or 1 and 3, and 2 and 4, and whatever else. And they give you that 30-day in-home comfort trial to sleep on it and test it out the smart way, too. So if you want to do your back a big favor and start feeling better every day when you pop out of the sack, get yourself a great new mattress, the easy, smart way, the inexpensive way from Dial-A-Mattress. Call 1-800-MATTRESS right now, and you'll be sleeping with a gigantic smile on your puss as soon as tonight. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S, or check them out. On the Plus tax and tag. The Mad Weekdays at 1 on Sports Radio 560. QAM. Can't beat that gator meat. If I said that I would pay to watch Eminem rape Debbie Boone, that would be bad, wouldn't it? No, wouldn't oh. be bad. Anyway, Bonnie Tyler, somebody says, total eclipse of the heart. Now, she had three hits, sorry. Nice try, but she had three hits. Looked it up in my book, in my billboard book. In my billboard book, don't make mistakes, except about, what was his name? Gee, you know, I wrote that down somewhere, too, just to make sure I'd have it. Rick, uh, Rick something or other, he was born in 1945 in Saginaw, Michigan, lead singer of uh, Question Mark and the Therian. 96 tears. I have that here, as a matter of fact, 96 tears. But we'll have to wait on that. I'm, okay. just, I'm just overwhelmed, you know what? Overwhelmed with crap. I'm knee-deep in crap. For example, here's a suggestion from a listener, One Hit Wonder. It says, how about Bobby McFerrin and Don't Worry, Be Happy? How about it? With a One Hit Wonder. Now, do you remember it was the old, the old Channel 4, which is now on Channel 6? Remember they did a TV campaign based yes. on that song? Yes. And that's when we really began to hate uh, both it the was everything. It freaking everywhere. We just started hating the whole world once they started playing that too much. Cause, oh, it's annoying, huh? Overdone, overplayed. 
run into the ground. I'll tell you one thing. Whoever does the whistling on that song, they sure couldn't whistle like Pat Boone, speaking of the Boones. Remember Love Letters in the Sand? Yep. Did you know he did the whistling on that? I didn't. I he whistled in a in the middle of the song. Well, that was Pat Boone. He not only sang it, he whistled it, too. He knew how to put his lips together and blow. Anyway, here's a fax that has a few suggestions for us. Well, let's see. Is there anything else on that CD that's worth uh, giving a shot? I, I just got all this Catholic uh, priest stuff, that thing's going on in Dallas. The Dallas News has got a 75,000-page report and expose. We'll get to it. Just calm down. Oh, I'll tell you what else is on here that we need to hear immediately, if not sooner, that did very well in our survey yesterday, by the way. You know what it is? No. Oh, vapors. Yeah, that did pretty well. And you know something? It was a novelty song, but we liked it. Yes. Right? It was cute. It was cute. Not as cute as uh, Clark Kent, but it was cute. Speaking of Clark Kent and turning Japanese, somebody better tell him, don't yank that thing too hard. He'll pull it right off of his uh, body, you know? Just think about that for a second. Anyway, here's a poll that says, it's Raining Men by the Weather Girls. I'm going to have to look that up. They didn't no, have I don't think hit, they had they? any other hits. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> oh. See, just like there, only here, even though this is a beautiful studio they built for me, it's uh, limited space. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. So I don't have the... Uh, in fact, yesterday, Robert said, were you uh, banging on that dump button? And I said, not intentionally, but uh, if you saw the location of it, it's very possible I could have accidentally uh, dumped it, bumped it, bumped it and dumped it. What am I looking for? The Weather Girls. The weather I don't girl. even see the goddamn Weather Girls. How is that possible? Why is somebody faxing us the lyrics to You Light Up My Life? Some asshole, probably probably uh, a Debbie Boone stalker. Now let me see. It's it's raining. Men's got to be in here, right? And guess what? What? It's not. It wasn't a top forty hit. It wasn't a top forty hit. It was just a novelty tune that they played at gay bars. Right. I can't believe that. And then what's her name redid it from the uh, Spice Girls. What else? And Jerry Halliwell redid yeah. it recently. Of course, that was not in this country. Was it released in this country? No. No. As we were discussing off the air before the show, there's so much good music which never gets released in the USA, so uh, tough luck. Anyway, It's Raining Men doesn't qualify. Play that funky music, White Boy, by Wild Cherry or possibly Black Cherry, and you are absolutely correct on that one. And it is Wild Cherry. Even though Boca Brian, Brian made a mistake on that. What did Boca Brian say? It was average White by, Band. Yeah, not the Average White Band. Boca, I'm telling you, you sent me some great stuff, but boy, you're all over the place. I had to do about 45 hours research just since yesterday. Uh, getting the ones that actually qualify. Some were not even uh, hits, much less t top 40, much less uh, one-hit wonders. Strawberry Letter 23. Now, who did that? Don't we have that in here somewhere? Yeah, the Brothers Johnson. And what did we decide? Uh, I think they had more hits besides that one. But I don't know. You looked it up. I remember you looked it up, and I can't remember. No, I already decided. researched it because it's on one of the Boca Brian's. So just calm down for one second. See, this is too overwhelming. If my vast staff, if I had a staff, let's see, Strawberry uh, Fields Forever. What am I looking for? Strawberry Letter 23. I don't know. We just don't have time to dick with this right now. Oh, Mickey, You're So Fine by Tony Basil. Didn't we play that the other day? Yeah, we wouldn't, you did. Thank you very much, but we wouldn't dignify by putting that on it. Come on, Eileen by Dexy's Midnight Runners. Yeah. What about it? It was a hit. Okay, good. 
Okay, we got more important fish to fry. Let me before we get more with this music stuff, okay? So I'm watching the news yesterday, and they said the Dallas Morning News yesterday, and of course this bishops meeting is going on as we speak in Dallas, or maybe they're not out of the sack yet. Maybe they haven't put their altar boys back in the uh, back the in the bed, patted them on the head. Anyway, Catholic bishops and sex abuse. There's a lengthy article. I didn't realize quite how lengthy. An expose in the Dallas Morning News yesterday. You can go to their website and uh, take a look at it. Uh, the reason I'm saying look at it because it's uh, much much too long for me to go into here on the air. The essence of it is this, because I started downloading this yesterday, and then my fax machine says, page one of 136, and I said, <laughs> oh, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Roughly two-thirds of top U.S. Catholic leaders have protected priests accused of sexual abuse in a systematic practice that spans decades and continues today, a three-month Dallas Morning News review shows. The study, the first of its kind, looked at the records of the top leaders of the nation's 178 mainstream Roman Catholic dioceses, including acting administrators in cases where the top job is vacant. Excluded from the study were auxiliary bishops who in larger dioceses serve in subordinate roles but can still vote on many matters before the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, the 17 bishops who lead eparchies, whatever that is. What's an eparchy? Got me. Which are dioceses-like entities that worship according to the Eastern Rite. See, I asked the question, they answered it. In checking whether a bishop had protected priests or other church representatives accused of sexual abuse, reporters Brooks Egerton and Reese Dunklin relied on published reports, court records, interviews, and church records obtained in civil litigation. Most protected priests were accused of sexually abusing minors, primarily adolescent boys, but also younger ones, and a sizable number of girls of various ages. The newspaper study also covered behavior that indicated a sexual attraction to minors, such as viewing child pornography, or in one case, trading sexually charged emails with someone a priest believed was a minor. And then it goes on in the next uh, 75,000 pages, uh, and I wish I did have uh, time because then I would have printed it all out. It's got the diocese location. For example, the first one, Archbishop Roger Schweitz, who's head of the Archbishop of uh, head of the uh, diocese of Anchorage, Alaska. One of his top aides is the Reverend Timothy Crowley, who left the pastor's job in 1993 in the Diocese of Lansing, Michigan, after being accused of sexual misconduct with a boy. Church officials in uh, Anchorage recently acknowledged that they knew about the priest's past. See, that's just one. That's the first of about eight zillion. So two-thirds of the... This is like the uh, fox guarding the chicken coop is what this whole dog and pony show that they're putting on right now. Because two-thirds of these guys are already uh, should be in jail. They've been looking the other way and knew what was going on and uh, didn't do a goddamn thing about it. In fact, moved them around so they could molest somebody else's kids. I just mentioned that in passing. Uh, Frank, uh, Doug Montero in the New York Post, one of our favorite columnists on the show, has got a great uh, column today. Church has blood of suicide victims on its hands. We'll get to that in a second, and we'll get back to our one-hit wonders. A heavy plate today, man. I can barely carry it. 26 after 9 at 560 WQM. Here's an easy question with an easy answer. If somebody offered to give you, hand over to you, several thousand dollars over the next few years, would you accept it? Yes. Damn straight you would. It would be stupid not to do it, which makes it really stupid to pass up the opportunity to refinance or buy a home at 3.95%. Here's the deal. There's a Fannie Mae program available at 3.95% for both refinancing and purchasing of homes. Think about it, just 3.95%. And all you have to do to get the information about how this works is just pick up that instrument of yours, make one easy call or the phone if you like. Call 1-800-940-5363. That's 1-800-940-5363. To be more specific, you can borrow 100 grand with payments of only 475 bucks a month or borrow 200 grand with payments of only $950 a month. You'll save yourself a Schmidt load of cash, so it'd be downright stupid to pass up a chance to do something smart like that. So do the math and do the next logical thing. Do the smart thing. Get the details with no obligation by calling the financial group at 1-800-940-LEND. That's 1-800-940-5363. They're an equal housing lender. Credit restrictions do apply and rate.
guy where there are no losers. Go straight to hell. Weekdays at 3 on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Neil God. Won't do myself just yet Till I find a funny magazine To look upon Cause I'm obsessed With naked ass and cans I found a secret little place to lock Myself away I'll just take some time Fiddle and to do with my manhood pride Everything, everything will feel alright I should feel ashamed When I'm churning butter all alone You can't come in You can try right now Just be yourself Soon you'll know that you have finished up With no one else You just take some time Fiddle and to deal with your manhood pride Everything, everything will feel alright Everything, everything will feel alright, alright You just take your time Fiddle and to do with your manhood pride Everything, everything will feel alright Everything, everything will be alright, alright Remember this golden gasser Wonderful WQAM Rudy Martinez. You know I couldn't find it. Why? Because I wrote it down on the sheet on the uh, with the disc. Okay. Rudy Martinez, born in 1945 in Saginaw, Michigan. Nice going. Good. Finally got one right anyway. 96 years. Great song. Only got what did it get? A few votes. I'm not going to go back and get that thing out again. Nine. Yeah. No, I had more than that. I think like ten. Church has blood of suicide victims on its hands, writes Douglas Montero in the New York Post today. He says the Catholic Church in the United States is up against the wall. That was evident yesterday when two heartbroken women basically accused the church and its bishops of manslaughter. Five years ago, these women would have been called blasphemers. Blasphemers. But yesterday in Dallas, where about 300 bishops are meeting to address the church's growing priest sex abuse crisis, these women were sought after. People are listening thanks to the 700 journalists here. People are finally getting the message that when it comes to sex abuse of kids, the church isn't as holy as it pretends to be. Janet Patterson, 58 of Kansas, doesn't want to take down the church. She just wants people to know her 29-year-old son, Eric, blew his brains out on October 29, 1999 because a predator priest abused him 17 years earlier. Priest sex abuse is deadly, said Patterson, who spoke calmly holding a photograph of herself and her husband kneeling by their son's grave. All his life he tried so hard to please God, and he always came up short. We came here to speak out so others don't feel desperate or alone. She's angry because church leaders allowed her son's attacker to function as a priest, although he'd abused others before. Patterson has a website where relatives of priests included uh, suicide victims can post information. What is it? Priest-induced suicide victims can post information about their cases and document church negligence. The faces of the spiritual leaders of Catholics in New York were plastered on a newsprint page like so many mugshots. 
Below their names were listed details of how they allowed predator priests to infest communities. Advocate Terry Light, 50, yesterday was in tears, recalling how her friend and fellow victim, Marianne Lovelace, 55, committed suicide two years ago in Las Vegas. A priest raped her when she was 17. Light cried an hour before she and other victims were to meet with members of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops' ad hoc committee set up to develop a new priest sex abuse policy. She cried because when she and Lovelace met with a similar ad hoc committee in 1994 in Washington, the bishops were falling asleep listening to us, she said. The committee this time will stay awake. There's blood on their hands, and the devout Catholics in this country know it. Writes Doug Montero in today's New York Post. I have so much priest stuff today, man. i got priests coming out my ass. You know what? So do all the altar boys. Oh, brother. Although before we get back to that, just so we can spread it around a little bit. Yeah. To talk about good religious hate, since that basically is like a repetitive, redundant religious hate. St. Louis, Missouri, the new head of the Southern Baptist Convention, has rejected calls to repudiate what a Muslim group is calling bigoted and hate-filled statements made by one of its pastors. The Reverend Jack Graham, elected the convention's president just on Tuesday, said the Reverend Jerry Vine's comments about Islam were accurate. Vines, a former convention president, told conventioners at a pastor's conference Monday that many of this country's problems, problems can be blamed on religious pluralism. Pluralists would have us believe that Islam is just as good as Christianity, but I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that Islam is not just as good as Christianity. Vines, pastor of First Baptist Church of Jacksonville, Florida, told several thousand delegates at the gathering at St. Louis. Islam was founded by Muhammad, a demon-possessed pedophile who had 12 wives, and his last one was a nine-year-old girl. And I will tell you, Allah is not Jehovah either. Jehovah is not going to turn you into a terrorist that will try to bomb people and take the lives of thousands and thousands of people. I guess he forgot about the Crusades and the Inquisition and things like that. They forgot. Ibrahim Hooper, a spokesman for Washington-based Council on American Islamic Relations, said the comments were outrageous. It's really unfortunate that a top leader in a mainstream Christian church would use such hate-filled and bigoted language in describing the faith of one-fifth of the world's population, Hooper said on Tuesday. This is the level of bigotry that requires a clear statement from the top leadership of the Southern Baptist Convention. Graham of Plano, Texas, said Vine's statement is an accurate statement and that he would not condemn his colleague. How do you like that? I will not respond to Dr. Vine's statement other than to say that anyone who follows any path who wants to go to heaven should look carefully at who they're following and what they believe, he told reporters. William Merrill, a spokesman for the SBC Executive Committee, said the comments were made outside the actual meeting and that it was not the SBC's place to comment. Ingrid Madison, vice president of the Islamic Society of North America and a professor of Islamic studies at Hartford Seminary in Connecticut, called, called the comments medieval. She said statements like this from such a high-placed religious leader can lead to violence against Muslims. It makes me wonder, what's the hateful religion right now that we should be worried about, she said. How do you like that, huh? I like it. As they just continue, uh, you know, attacking each other, attack and attack, and my religion's better than yours, and he, well, the real Christians and the real good people and the real believers, please stand up. Kind of sounds like something that John Ascroft said a few weeks ago. Remember that? I do. Yeah. Fascist pig. Right-wing crazy son of a bitch. But at any rate... So getting back to our good music here. See, I got, I got to like a segue. No, I like it. I like it, too. It breaks it up a little bit. Now, what the hell was else was on that? Uh, I guess nothing else, huh? 96 I wrote these tiers. down, by the way. Just um, Well, we already McFerrin. got 96 tiers. We did that yesterday. Did that. Okay, so let's not repeat. And we already did this one, too, but since it's on there. Yeah. But we didn't. Did we do this? Oh, that's right, that's right, I'm sad and blue, because no. I can't do the boogaloo, I'm lost, I'm lost, can't Are do you sure? my thing, and that's why I'm pretty I sure. Are you sure? Not positive. I remember writing this down. 
Well, I'm looking at both lists. Can I sing it one more time, Momo? I don't see it. They can write that down. I mean, it's a silly song, but people like it. Who who did Pip, that? The Pipkins. Pitkins? Pipkins with a P. P-I-P-K-I-N-S. Pipkins. You don't know your Pipkins, mister. I'll tell you that right now, goddammit. No, not the pumpkins. How about the Smashing Pumpkins? You hear what the Smashing Pumpkins said yesterday? All of them. <laughs> That's what they this said. People? People and I love you. This is a great song. Yes, Although it takes forever to get going, you know. We, we listened to it before the show today for about an hour. And then after about 45 minutes, it finally gets going. Well, you could do the weather report and a lost dog. Yeah, how'd you like to do the talk up on this baby, huh? Not to make Ricky Ticky flip his cap. How you doing, Rick Shaw? You're a good guy in our book. You're okay. I never stole a freight train. showers today in Dayton Broward County. It'd be nice if you'd wash off that cap. Yeah, log on to QAM.com and start playing the Toyota Baseball Trivia Challenge. Weekly prizes include golf for four chulas. The grand prize is a trip to New York over Labor Day weekend to see the Marlins play the Mets. So log on and start playing with it today. You can log on right now if you like at WQM.com. And believe me, we're not even close. No. That was good, though. Hit a post. Hit, hit a post. Hit a post, but you hit a post. God. Yeah. Jim Mandage at 1 o'clock. Great song. Boy, it sure took a long time getting around with that, didn't it? Cat. What? What the hell's this? Pacific Gas and Electric, are you ready? You know this song? Yeah. Is this one we're writing this down? You bet, you bet your sweet ass we are. Or you could you could also uh, subtitle it like, Do You Be Ready? But I guess that's... I guess back in those days they didn't speak like that. What year was that from? Do you know? Yeah, like I know. <laughs> are you ready? Huh. Are you ready? Pacific Gas and Electric, baby. We got the old gas. 941 at 560. That's what John Ashcroft's probably going to give a lot of folks, too. The gas, if they don't watch out. Hey, Father's Day's coming just a matter of days away now. Make Dad feel special by getting him this year a comfortable new pair of athletic shoes from our good friends at New Balance Stores with locations in Pinecrest, Aventura, and Boca, where they've got fantastic, unbeatable prices for the whole family on the world's best athletic shoes right now as I speak. And right now until Father's Day... Buy any New Balance shoe and get you a free cushion support insole. That's a $30 value, free. And, of course, the New Balance shoes that I'm wearing, uh, see, I didn't say it right now because I'm barefoot. Barefooting like Robert Parker. What yeah. do you think about Robert Parker for the list? Look it up. I'll have to look it up. Anyway, when I do put on those New Balance shoes and I'm out walking around on the streets and all over schmoring around, as my mother would say, especially in Amsterdam with those cobblestone streets. In fact, everybody's going to be going on vacation this summer, almost everybody. And when you're going to be doing all that walking, you've got to have some great walking shoes. That's why New Balance is the place to get it. And you always know you're going to get a perfect fit because every time you go in there, the trained foot fetishist and specialist at New Balance measure it the old-fashioned way, the length and the width. They want to take a good hard look at it and your foot, too. New Balance stores with three great locations in Miami's Pinecrest the second floor of the Aventura Mall, and the town center in Boca, or you can check them out on their website at newbalancemiami.com. And don't forget, until Father's Day, buy any New Balance shoes and get a free cushion support insole and tell them that Neil sent you by. But hurry, because the... See you there. Ed Kaplan's Game Night, weeknights at 10 on Sports Radio 560. QAM. I don't believe it. The following commercial was childishly edited from its original form into our own perverted version. Any reassembly of an actual commercial by this program is purely adolescent and in no way affiliated with the advertiser. But it does make us laugh. 
there a better way to experience intimate cleansing? Now there is. Introducing Vagisil Cleansing Foam. It's so smooth and creamy. It kind of tastes like Miracle Whip. It's unlike any douche, towelette, wash, or soap. It takes the rust off the trailer hitch. It gently cleans away wetness, even odor, without rinsing. It takes red wine stains off the white carpet. After all, a woman can never feel too clean and fresh. I feel too fresh. Heck, Krispy Kreme donuts aren't this fresh. New Vagisil Cleansing Foam from Vagisil. But you know what? That sure sounds real good right now, don't it? Krispy Kreme donuts? Mmm. Oh, man. 9.46 at 5.60 WQM. We got our regular lineup today. Well, almost. We got uh, Mad Dog at 1, Hank at 3 in the studio. The Big oh. at 7 because there's no Marlin game, I guess. Well, they sure pounded uh, Kansas City last night, didn't they? What was it, Robert? 13 to 5? See, he has no idea. He didn't pay any attention to that crap. He don't care. Eddie K at 10 and uh, Joe and Mark overnight 2 to 6. In fact, before the show this morning, Robert and I were talking about hockey for about 15 minutes. Hockey, hockey, hockey. How do you like that? Love it. I probably shouldn't say that. Then he'll get knocked off that morning show. Now, some of these factors, man. Oh, Robert Parker and Barefoot. Did I mention that? I don't know. I, I don't looked think it so. up. It, 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 it qualifies. Write that down immediately, if not sooner. Robert Parker and Barefootin. Barefoot. We be barefootin. In fact, you know something? I think of that song. He says, "We be barefootin." Doesn't he say that? He does say that. We be barefootin. I think he was one of the first people to be speaking bubonics on uh, on a. Also, what was the other illiterate thing? Romeo and uh, what was it? Caesar and the Romeos? What the hell was that song I'm trying to think of? I don't know. Oh, these oldies but goodies reminds me of you. Who, who the hell did that? <laughs> don't, don't you remember that? Yeah. We talked about that. These oldies but goodies reminds me of you. Oh, my God. Speaking of reminds me, I've been trying to get this on attempt. the list all yes. week long. Can we put it on today? Finally. What? I don't think they had any other hits, did they? Easy Bs. Yeah. Oh, that's one of my favorite songs, by the way. I like it a lot. I already wrote it down. In fact, that was Ben Alexander's favorite song, Joe Friday on My Mind. <laughs> now, I love the way some of these people fax me, some of these imperious... Con- I mean, I appreciate yeah. your faxes very much. We love them and et cetera. But it's always like, I can't believe... And that's exactly what it says. Jeez, I can't believe you missed Gogi Grant, Wayward Wind, about 1960 or so. First of all, it was like 50, uh, much earlier than 60. Right in our time frame, and never heard from her again, says Rick. Well, Rick, suddenly there's a valley by Gogi Grant was number nine on the charts. He had two hits. So there you go, Mr. Smarty Pants. Thank you very much, but you're wrong. Also, here's one that says, two songs from the 80s. Sorry, don't know the name of the band. Abracadabra, Steve Miller Band, not a number one wonder. And also, Angel is a Centerfold, Jay Giles Band. I wrote those on there. Oh. I wrote the commentary. Both both of those groups had uh, multiple orgasms and multiple hits. So I have no idea what they're talking about. They're this one goes on the list dumb. right now. I thought we already had it on there. Not yet. What? Not yet. No, no, we didn't. I double checked. Great song. A medley of their smash. Oh! Itchy Coop Park by the Small Faces. And then there's a bunch of other good stuff on this particular one. Well, good stuff on all of these. But this is not a one-hit wonder. Searchers, British Invasion. By 1963, I would say. Needles and Pins.
Yeah. And somebody else who certainly wasn't Small Potatoes and had lots of hits that we never hear his music for some reason. Gene Pitney? Yeah. In fact, you know something? Gene Pitney looked a little bit like Tom Welling, now that I think of it. Here is At least in the shower. Darling, I had to write to say that I... 24 Hours from Tulsa. And maybe the, this could be the best song of all time, you know what? We've already said... Oh, it's great. Very... And, and it isn't just a bad recording on, on this uh, disc. It was recorded distorted. You know that, now that I think about it? Yes, it was. Yeah. What is that Just to stay on track, Itchikoo Park was the last one we wrote on the list, right? Right. Okay. This kind of... Well, I, don't, I want to be accurate. I think the only thing holding this song back from being the best song of all time was the, the poor recording quality. Now, that's ambiance. Huh? That's ambiance. Moody Blues and Go Now. Boy, I'll tell you, it makes me want to go right now. Oh, and another really good group. Tremolos. And an even better group, the Hollies. Yeah. Don't you like the Hollies? I like the Hollies a lot. Anybody don't like the Hollies, the communists? I had their greatest hits. Communists, over they're and over communists, again. you're being deported. And George, too. And then we got the animals. We got to get out of this place. And a bunch of there are some groups on here I never even heard of before. And of course, the very, very amusing Herman's Vermin. He was screwing everything that moved, is what I heard. Peter Noon. That's why we'll they called him Peter Noon. See, there was so much great music. The problem is that if you live in South Florida, you'll never hear any of it. That's the only problem, unless you got like your own great collection, like we have. Like the foundations. This and they also had uh, "Build Me Up Buttercup." Remember? So they're not a one-hit wonder. Now, did we put Telstar on or what? That was on uh, the first list. Okay, because it is on here, but I don't want to play it again. What about Alan Price, Simon Smith, and his amazing dancing beer? Huh? <laughs> oh, how about Celia Black? Answering the musical question, is Scylla, Scylla Black? Did I say Celia? Scylla Black. Anyone who had a heart. Yeah, you better put that on there, okay? Scylla, how do you spell that? C-I-L-L-A. Scylla Heart. Okay. What's Take the name of the song? Pause. Anyone who had a heart. I just got through saying it. I know. It, I'm ready. Anyone who had a heart. Also, I've got these some of these pages from our uh, One Hit Wonder uh, website. And I took, what I did was, I took 1960 to 62, and I took 1990. See what I'm saying? So we have Got like, because uh, if we do it all from one decade, then it like uh, blocks out a bunch of old people out there, especially the punks. I mean, if you're like 25, wouldn't you say like when you're about 10 years old is when you start getting interested in music? About. Yeah, about 10. So if you're 25, that means 15 years ago is when you started listening to music, popular music, and whatever, and that makes you like 87. <laughs> Oh, you're laughing, but it goes to show how old we're getting. Old. Really old. Ancient. Even Robert's getting up there. Get a little long in the tooth. But the fact is that if you start listening to 87, I mean, what do you know about the... You know, I mean, unless you listen to magic or stuff like that, and nobody listens to magic. That's what I'm hearing. That's what Rick Shaw told me. He said, since we got that new PD, man, we're we're up Schmidt's Creek without a paddle, without a, without a uh, cap. So let's see, 1990 on this page, Delight, and then again, I don't know any of these songs. Delight, Groove is in the Heart. Yeah. Good? That was a one-hit wonder. I don't know about good. It was a good uh, dance song. Well, I, good or not? It was cute. No, no. Not only do you mumble, but you waffle. Here's a man who mumbles, and he waffles, folks. Well, I don't want to say it's good. I'll see you for breakfast tomorrow at the Waffle House. It was fine. 
D-Light. That's with three E's, by the way. D-E-E dash light, L-I-T-E. Put it on there. D-Light Groove is in the heart. I, I, if you played it right now, I wouldn't know it. You'd, you'd know it if I played it. It was all over oh. the place. Candyman knocking boots. Huh? Olita Adams, get here. Hey, that was like a credit card commercial. Not a good song, though, huh? I never heard of it. Perfect Gentleman, Ooh La La, I Can't Get Over You. Don't know it. Faith No More by Epic. Or oh, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, Faith No More is the artist, Epic is the song. See, it could be the other way around, or it could, it could be. be on Epic Records, which I'm sure wasn't. Got it? Got it. Kuiper and Tic-Tac-Toe. Never heard of it. Callaway, I Want to Be Rich. I remember Cab Callaway. Shows you how old I am. I'm ancient. Not as old as Mo, but I'm ancient. Callaway, I Want to Be Rich. Never heard of it. Biz Markey. And was it good? Uh, no, but it was catchy, though. <laughs> well, okay, if catchy, if catchy qualifies, because Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin. We did put that on there, right? Yes, we did. Okay, well, that certainly wasn't good, but it was catchy. Same genre. Yeah, okay, so uh, what did I just say? What was the name of it? I forgot already. Callaway, and I want to be rich. How do you spell Callaway? Oh. With a K? With a C, with a C, <laughs> as in see you next time, mister. Bismarcky, just a friend. I remember that one. I remember it. And? Yeah, sure. Okay. B-I-Z, Marky, M-A-R-K-I-E, no relation to Marky Mark. What was Two the Callaway song? I want to be rich, or maybe I want to be fat rich. You got Bismarcky and just a friend? Yep. Okay. Let me let me put a little line on my thing right there. Well, this is, you know, when I first talked about doing this, I thought to myself, this is a massive mammoth undertaking. I mean, what hit wonders, there have been like thousands of them. And then I thought to myself, well, it's the summertime, it's the doldrums, it's the dog days. We can kill some good time with this. Plus, the audience likes it. Oh! At least most of them do. And the ones who don't, <laughs> to them, okay? I got I got 50,000 stories I got to get to here today. But, you know, let's intersperse it with some good crap. Right? Absolutely. Knowing I love you so. You know, I know I looked that up because I have my yellow mark on my CD here, but boy, it seems to me Silla Black had some other hit. You know, I could be wrong, but Capitol Records, I'll look it up again. Just to be sure, we want to be scientific on this one, baby. We want to get it right. It may not be good, but at least it'll be right. Speaking of getting it right, yes. Did we put this on there yet? Couldn't get it right. They didn't have any other hits than this, did they? What the hell is that? Climax Blues Band. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that. That qualifies, doesn't it? Well, uh, for now I'm going to have to look it up, well, see? Well, I can't think of any other hits. No, yeah, they did. I Love You Our, was number oh, 12. Really? So guess what? Guess what, Mr. Smarty Pants? Here's a place, though, that we know is great, and that's unmatched. That's the Armadillo Cafe. But I remember when they first started out, back when I was on Zeta, and they used to send over that creme brulee. And, oh, God, I thought to myself, this is just like dying and going to heaven. And all of the food they sent over was spectacular. Well, the good news is, back in those days, they used to be in some little bum fork place over on Davy Road Extension. And from the outside, it looked like, uh, you know. So a lot of people probably missed out, although they did extremely well. And they became extraordinarily popular, which is why for 14 years in a row, Armadillo Cafe has been listed as one of the top, the most popular restaurants in all of Broward County. And now they're in a great, even better new location. That's on University Drive in a Pizza Loft Plaza, right beyond Pier 1 Imports, where Sadie's Buffet used to be, between 595 and Griffin Road. 
right there on uh, University in Davie. And boy, the food is out of this world. Try the appetizers like the tequila grilled shrimp with corn cakes or the Tempura Island Princess Conk. Only the best ingredients in all their uh, uh, goodies. Then order one of their terrific spinach salads, if you like, with glazed pecans or the pistachio-crusted mozzarella salad with lemon basil dressing. I'm not going to go back to the entrees that I can't uh, pronounce. But I will tell you about the uh, pan-seared yellowtail snapper with roasted peppers or the sea bass with sweet corn and veal glaze. Dozens and dozens of mouth-watering entrees. All kinds of neat, unique things on the menu. And for dessert, the desserts will be a perfect ending to a phenomenal feast. Try the armadillo creme brulee. Like I said, it's the best in the world. Or the warm chocolate fritters covered in hot fudge. Hopefully by this October, I'll have lost enough weight I can try that right on the ear, okay? They'll, they'll bring it in. Yeah, they will. Warm chocolate fritters covered in hot fudge. Doesn't that turn my, makes my insides warm and fuzzy. Call the Armadillo Cafe for reservations, 954-423-9954. That's 954-423-9954. It's smoke-free, by the way, with plenty of free parking and uh, complimentary valet parking, too. Tell them that Neil sent you by for the feast of a lifetime at the Armadillo Cafe. The store. The Joe and Mark Show. Overnights on Sports Radio 560. QAM. If you blow too much, you're in trouble. Diva Diana Ross checks herself into the Promises Rehabilitation Center in Malibu, California. After admitting she was addicted to liquor and painkillers. All right, group, settle down. Cigarettes out, please. Now, who would like to begin today? How about you, Diana? I am not Diana. I am Miss Ross, and I ain't nobody's opening act. Let that little white chubby girl go. Smells like wild turkey. Now, Diana, let's just get control of our emotions. Please. I am Miss Ross, and who the hell are you? A director? You trying to direct Miss Ross? I didn't listen to Alan Pakula. I sure as hell ain't going to listen to you. Ain't no mountain high enough. Diana, take a deep breath in and out. We just need to get to the root of your problem. You're my problem, funny little man, and stop looking directly at me. This is awful. This is more painful than recording Endless Love with Lionel Richie. How long is this going to take anyway? I got my curling iron plugged in back my room. Yes, James, you have something to add? I'm feeling a little intimidated by Diana. Well, get in line, little Mexican man. You can slide in right behind Mary Wilson. Go on now. He's on down. He's on down the road. 1003 at 560 WQM. Happy uh, Thursday to you. So here's all kinds of stuff coming in on the faxes. Rico Suave by Gerardo. Didn't I just play that the other day? You played it the other day, but I don't think it ever made it on a list. Good. Well, I thought oh, you liked uh, Gerardo. I do like day. Gerardo, but that don't mean he can sing. I thought you thought he was Rico and Suave. I like Tab Hunter, too, but that doesn't mean I'd put Young Love by Tab Hunter on there. Well, he had some other hits, and he couldn't sing for cramp. Uh, Brownsville Station, smoking in the boys' room. Didn't we check that out or what? I don't remember. Ah! Ah! God, I just put the book down, too, because I got... And, and it's interesting how many of these that come in, and I look them up, and the group had like 700 hits. You know what I mean? Right. Brownsville Station also had Kings of the Party, so... <laughs> Sorry, thanks for the try. Here's a list that's like a mixed bag. Some of them are right and some of them are wrong. This isn't on the list. I just, it, this is going to be on our list. Got it? Okay. Double shot. Swing of the Double shot of my baby's love. Mark it down. Good song, by the way. Another one, which uh, we already had this, but it's worth playing a little bit of Ted Nugent and the Amboy Dukes. How come this didn't get a lot of votes? I don't know. What's wrong with you people out there? I, I say it again. A lot of you folks have got a taste in your... Rectum. George will be right over.
In fact, you know, for my money, this is uh, this is right up there with the best of you. Yeah. You don't like this? I heard it too much. Ah! I don't like that guitar. It's sour. Communista, communista, man. You are I like Ted. impossible. Journey to the center of your mind. Now, this wasn't a one-hit wonder, but I liked it. Didn't you like Terry Stafford? Yes, I do. And Suspicion? Yep. And what about the babies every time I think of you? I like it a lot. I used to have to play that. How about the chance? The key doesn't not like the one, Not a one-hit wonder, though. Oh, here's a one-hit wonder. Mark it down. One of my favorite songs of all time. The QAM theme song. That's all I ever get from you. Yeah, we send that out. We dedicate that to Greg Reed today. Got it? Lies by the Knickerbockers. Okay. How about... This is the only one. Moments, Love on a Two-Way Street. Not a one in. Here's one that is. Get ready to mark it down. Ready. Got it down? Working too hard. The seeds. Pushing too hard. Oh. You're pushing too hard. You're pushing on me. You're pushing too hard. What you want me to be. See, it's good that we got to, I got all these discs because now, and then Boca Bryant sent this stuff. Because now you can write down stuff that we're actually getting a chance to hear to refresh their memories. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, hey, listen. I, I liked it. I'm embarrassed back then. Not no more. Thomas Dolby. Yes, but as a she's blinding me with science. How about my future so bright I gotta wear shades? Timbuk three. Timbuk three. Put that on there too. Huh? Okay. I'll give it about a one on a scale of six thousand. And certainly for all our disco fag friends. Huh? Turn your meter around. Sue Robinson, baby. Turn your meter around. Who's Sue Robinson? Vicky. Vicky. What? Vicky Sue Robinson. Eric says Thomas Dolby was not a one-hit wonder, so you better look it up. I already looked it up. You know, I hate when Eric starts playing Butch Boss up there in Orlando. You know, he's been isolated from civilization for so long. Let's see. Thomas Dolby, she blinded me with science. That's it. That was their only hit, Mr. Hotshot. That's it. Right in my billboard book, Schmeckle. Now, here's the facts. What I say. Now, here's one that's got one right and one wrong. The right one, Mars, which, you know, there's like a... Um, a uh, thing right between each letter in it, M-A-R-R-S. It's got like a, a slash in between each one. Pump up the volume. Yes. Got it? Got it. And then they got Snap, I Got the Power, and of course they had Oops Up, and the rhythm is a dancer. Right. So that's, one out of two isn't bad, okay? Even Ty Cobb didn't bat 500. Here's another one that's got three out of six, which is also 500. Time will let me by the Outsiders, which I have that here somewhere. Eventually we'll get to it if we feel like it or, or not. No, but they had other hits. Also, the Raspberries and Please Go All Away, which I love that song, and I like the Raspberries, but no, they had other hits. Uh, I Don't Like Mondays by the Boomtown Boomtown Rats. They might have had another hit. But they never made that, never made the top 40. They didn't have any songs that made the top 40. How do you like that? Now, here are the three for the list. Chickaboom by Daddy Doodrop. 
Got it. That's with uh, two hyphens in it. Chick a boom. Daddy Dewdrop. One toke over the line by Brewer and Shipley. I thought we already uh, talked about that. We talked about it. I don't know if it ever made a list. No, it did not. One toke over the line, Brewer and Shipley. And how could we have forgotten the cool jerk by the Capitals? Huh? How could we? That's OLS, Capitals. So there you go. Brewer, so Brewer and Shipley? Yeah. Like Carl Brewer used to play defense for the Leafs. Brewer and Vaughn. Horton and Stanley. Remember that. And then, see, George got very upset when I played this this morning because he says it's not the original cut. It's not. This is not the well, original version. And Robert will verify it. It was the first video ever played on MTV. I heard you on my wireless the Buggles? Yeah. But this ain't, this ain't the song. This is some remake. If I was young, it didn't stop you coming It's Leo Rogers' one-hit wonder remix. Hey, what was it after Brewer and Shipley, by the way? Who the hell knows? I don't know. I already Schmidt can that. You're so damn slow. I'm trying to write these legibly. Where, where, where did I get Brewer and Shipley? Oh, that was a fax. Oh, that was a fax that said, oh, no, I have it. Cool Jerk, the Capitals. Yeah. Get with it. Oh, here's Ben Me Shape Me by the Five Americans, which I do have that here, but they had other hits. You Were On My Mind by the We Five. We already had it. We already had it on the thing? Yes. Yeah, but we never played it, though. How do you like that? Hello, Mata, Hello, Fada by Alan Sherman. Get serious. But that was already on there and it lost. Whew, this is some project, man. I'll tell you that right now. Can I at least get to like a little a bit of this, a little bit of that in between all this music stuff? For example, from the CBS News website, John Ascroft, Minister of Fear, writes CBSNews.com's Dick Meyer. He says, who needs terrorists when we have John Ashcroft to scare us out of our pants? The way the Attorney General detonated the dirty bomber case this week completes his metamorphosis from a common press hog to a genuine fearmonger. That Ashcroft insisted they had to scoop all the other terror warriors, Messrs. Muller, Wolfowitz, and Thompson, and make the announcement about Jose Padilla, a.k.a. Abdullah al-Muhajir, in a panicky performance from Moscow, shows what a camera moth Ashcroft is. That Ashcroft overstated the threat of the Padilla plot and of dirty bombs as weapons of mass destruction shows with egregious clarity how willing Ashcroft is to use scare tactics to grab headlines, control the news agenda, and make himself look good. In his Monday statement, Ashcroft said, In apprehending al-Muhajir as he sought entry into the U.S., we've disrupted an unfolding terrorist plot to attack the United States by exploding a radioactive dirty bomb. By Monday night, my colleague Jim Stewart was reporting that FBI sources were backing off Ashcroft's assertion that there was a specific developed real plan to use a dirty bomb in the U.S. By Tuesday morning, Deputy Defense Secretary Paul Wolfowitz, the administration's hardest hardliner, was telling CBS News that I don't think there was actually a plot behind some fairly loose talk in al-Muhajir's coming in here, obviously, to plan further deeds. By Wednesday morning, White House sources were telling USA Today that Ashcroft had been chastised for overplaying the Padilla plot. On Monday, Ashcroft also said that a radioactive dirty bomb involves exploding a conventional bomb that not only kills victims in the immediate vicinity, but also spreads radioactive material that's highly toxic to humans and can cause mass death and injury. In truth, while dirty bombs are extremely dangerous, it's an exaggeration to say they'll cause mass death and injury. The conventional explosion that initiates a dirty bomb can cause death and destruction in the immediate vicinity of the blast, but the effects of the radiation that is spread then are long-term and very uncertain. Perhaps the worst effects of a dirty bomb are fear and panic. Ashcroft did his part. The crazy thing is that Al-Mohajir does seem to be an actual bad guy, and Al-Qaeda is actually interested in using dirty bombs. It unquestionably is a success that he was apprehended. Ashcroft didn't need to exaggerate the threat and scare us more than necessary to get some credit for that success. 
This is a pattern with the Attorney General. In October, Ashcroft presided over two general warnings about impending acts of terror. In his October 29th warning, he said, the administration has concluded, based on information developed, that there may be additional terrorist attacks within the U.S. and against U.S. interests over the next week. Ashcroft was gently criticized then for scaring, not calming, in a way that didn't make us safer or more prepared. The same was true in April when he put another hastily arranged road announcement, this time in Pittsburgh, to warn that banks in the Northeast could be terror targets. It's important to note that there is no specific threat to any specific situation, Ashcroft said. We're not asking the banks to close, nor urging people to stay away from banks. So why bother to make the announcement? Well, it was a slow Friday and they had a good chance of leading all three network news broadcasts. The administration's taking heat lately for timing its news making to further its political agenda. President Bush proposed a new Homeland Security Cabinet Agency just as Congress was starting its own connect-the-dots hearings and as the FBI whistleblower was preparing to testify. The hearings continue as the Padilla plot was unveiled. Minister of Propaganda Ari Fleischer hates to hear stuff like that. Look, he said, these very few people who want to make such an outlandish political accusation represent the most cynical among the most partisan, and they're not to be taken seriously. Go ahead, Ari, call us unpatriotic. Personally, I think Fleischer should be proud of his team's agenda control prowess. They kept the Homeland Security Agency announcement a secret. They timed it to eclipse some negative stories and to give proposal more momentum in Congress. That's called politics or governing or statecraft. Democrats and reporters shouldn't be shocked, and a White House spinner shouldn't ride around on their high horse. But scaring people's another matter, and it's turning the Department of Justice into the Ministry of Fear, writes uh, CBS News' Dick Meyer. 1014 at 560, WQM, if you're afraid that your mattress has had it, you're not getting a good night's sleep and you're waking up feeling like crap and your back is all out of sorts every day, get yourself a great mattress because what a difference it makes in the way you feel. When you call Dollar Mattress, they'll deliver right to your door when you want them to be there. The best mattress that money can buy. they got Simmons and King Coil, Sealy, Serta. You've heard all these top names. Well, they got them all. And they've got a deep selection of each one, too, so they never give you the old bait-and-switch and substitute with some off-brand or some mattress they really don't want. And when you do business with Dollar Mattress and call them at 1-800-MATTRESS, don't forget, you pick the day in the two-hour window for your delivery. It's almost unheard of any day, seven days a week, when you tell them to be there as opposed to, hey, just sit around on your ass all day and maybe we'll show up like most of the other companies do. You pick the time, like noon to two on Tuesday or one to three on Thursday or whatever the hell you want. And also, they give you that 30-day in-home comfort guarantee so you can test that new mattress the only smart way by sleeping on it, not with some sales hole standing over your shoulder. So pick up the phone right now, just like I always do. I guarantee you they won't let you down. They'll do a stupendous job for you in delivering and putting together one of the great mattresses you've ever put your ass on. Call Dial-A-Mattress toll-free. It's 1-800-MATTRESS, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Or check them out on the web if you like it, mattress.com. Take on the Tampa Bay Devil Rays tomorrow. Coverage gets underway at 6.30 on Sports Radio 560 QAM. What is Plato's Retreat? Hi, folks. Big Pete here from over at Big Beer's House of Condoms. That's right. Right now, we have a great sale going on, so make sure you get in here and get your hands on one of our great packages. Now, if you're not sure what you need or want, heck, don't worry about it. We have some great sales associates down here at Big Peter's House of Condoms, so let one of our fine ladies give you a hand. Doors open at 8, but don't come too soon. But hey, don't hold back, because we are blowing a load of merchandise out the door over here at Big Peter's House of Condoms. Now, folks, don't worry about slippery sales tactics and getting a hard sell. I'm Big Pete, and you have my word, we're not going to jerk you around. So slide on in here to Big Peter's House of Condoms and grab yourself a handful. We're located on Highway 69, next to the Happy Cow Creamery. 1019 at 560 WQM. Oh, I'll tell you, the stuff, the crap is pouring in now. And speaking of crap, this fax, this caustic fax that you sent, yeah. you do realize who this is from, don't you? I sure do. This is the radio groupie faxer. I know. 
Neil, you're getting so lazy. First of all, just to respond, I don't even know why I'm bothering to respond, but it's just so amusing. The amount of work I put in between checking every one of these things in this goddamn book. I sat here with the four book of Brian disc yesterday and uh, spent like an hour just checking and rechecking and making sure who's naughty and nice. I'm getting lazy, right. right? Taking these silly polls every day is no excuse for a radio show. Why don't you talk on he- take on heavy issues like Sean Hannity and Bill O'Reilly? Ooh. Right. If I if I wanted silly, I'd listen to the Monsters of the Midday on 92. Yeah, this is the uh, radio group. And, and he does listen to that because he faxes all day long about. Oh yeah, them. that's all he faxes is about is about this radio show. Why don't you get a life, asshole? Okay, who signs it, Howard today? And believe me, you ain't no more Howard. That's the one who's always writing about all the rumors about uh, cheap channels going to do this. Yeah, right. Here's another caustic asshole who writes, uh, hey, you friggin' goofball, you've missed all these, and this is a chronic factor, by the way, trying to be a smart yes. ass. All these great number one hot to hit wonders. For example, he's got this one. Oh, and first of all, these great number one hit wonders. Uh-huh, I saw it. Oh, I see. Well, now, first of all, we already looked that up before the show. Blue Sweet, Hooked on a Feeling, was not their only hit. I hate to break the news to Blue you. Blue Sweet had another hit? Well, they had something. Uh, we already looked it up. Jesus, do I have to do it again? See what I mean? This ain't lazy. This is a, getting to be a pain in the ass now. I'm about ready to drop it. And the book, too. Archie Blyer. Blue Swede. Yeah. Never My Love was number seven. They Another ripped off the association, just like they ripped off B.J. Thomas. He had some other good ones on here, but we'll get to them, okay? Just put it back in your pants, Mr. Hotshot. Here's another fax. Informer and Snow. No, they had other hit. Just got paid Friday night. It says not sure who the artist's name was. Well, the artist was Johnny Kemp, who also had it called Birthday Suit. So the answer to that, that is... So there you go. KLF, 3 a.m. Eternal. Yeah. Is big, that a... Big dance hit. Was it? Yeah. Sure was. That's the name of the group, KLF? KLF. Okay. I remember KLM. I've been on that. Here's Keith. Are we writing that down, by the way? What? KLF. I'm looking it up, okay. mister. I'm not putting anything on there unless we look it up. No, okay, that's even good. I'm, I'm, I'm being taken the lazy way out and not talking about the heavy issues like Sean Hannity and uh, what's and uh, Bill O'Reilly. In fact, how come you're not listening to Bill O'Reilly? Why don't you warm your radio up and Norm can't, asshole? He's on the light bulb. And probably the answer being that he can't hear the light bulb because this guy's in Orlando. Uh, what am I looking for? KLF. KLF. Oh, yeah. Well, guess what? What? Three A maternal and justified and ancient. Huh? KLF featuring Tammy Wynette reached number eleven on the charts. So the answer is sorry, sorry, Mister. Whoa! And now that I have this disc on there, I guess we might as well add some of these on your list since you got this uh, rolling so heavy duty. Okay. Ooh, oh, Terry I Jack. played this. I'm, I apologize to the audience for playing like even a few seconds of this. Sorry. Goodbye to you, my trusted friend. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye-bye, Terry. Bye-bye-bye! Yeah, get out of here. Seasons in the Sun by Terry Jerk, Terry Jacks. I should play a little bit of uh, Jim Stafford, you know? I like Jim Stafford. Huh? What's wrong with Jim Stafford? I love Jim Stafford. He had that TV show for five minutes? Yeah, he had a bunch of hits, so this one doesn't qualify Spiders and Snakes. But it's worth it. Long it. Mary Lou wanted to see that trouser snake. Black Oak, Oak Arkansas, Arkansas, baby. Oh, and I apologize for them re- redoing that. Who did the original on Jim Dandy? Don't know. Oh, female recording artist 
It was on a black label. I had to record. I guess I have to look it up, huh? See, if this book weighed less than 400 pounds, I guess it's good exercise. While you're looking that up, I don't think we've had this on a list yet. Are we going to use this? Because I don't think they've had any. Laverne other Baker, that's who it was. 1957. Now, is that a one-hit wonder? I don't know of any other hits that they had. Cherry, Wild Cherry. Are we already? I thought we already put that on there. We already put that on there and discussed. You're not keeping up, mister. We already put that on there and discussed the fact that it wasn't whoever uh, Boca Brian said it was. It wasn't who Boca Brian said it was. That's the discussion we had. But I don't think it made it to a list. Play that funky music, Wild Cherry. I've already been through this, mister. It was number one for three weeks, so put it on the list and quit the dicking around, okay? Get with it. Get with it while we're listening to this. Derringer, Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo, get that on there. Got it. Now, we already had this one on uh, the first list, I believe. David Essex and Rock On. Had a vote yes. two or three. But I thought since it's on here, might as well give it a shot. I guarantee you, Bill O'Reilly won't be playing this today. You can bet your life on that. You can take Bill O'Reilly and elope with him, okay, you asshole up there in Orlando. In fact, why don't you take your radio and stick it in your Rectum. ass? Radio groupie. There's nothing in the world worse than radio groupies. They make me puke. Rock on, David Essex. Excellent song. This was not a one-hit wonder, but boy, I sure liked it. And George was like, uh, I don't know, he didn't seem to like this all that much. Steeler's Wheel. I forgot it already. Star. I don't think forgot I remember it. it. Oh, you better get your uh, Steeler's Wheel straightened out, mister. You sure don't know it. Sounds like a, they sound like the Beatles on this song. A little bit. I don't know this song. You don't know this song, March 74? I know that 64, I wasn't born. Listen, listen to it. It sounds just like a Beatle. It does a bit. I remember Stuck in the Middle with You by Steve. If, if I would, uh, so I'm not, they don't qualify for that reason, but if I would have said that was the Beatles, people would have bought it. You know what? Or something In like fact, it. you know something? I think that was the Beatles. I think it was the Hollies. No, the Hollies don't sound like the Beatles. The Searchers sound a little bit like the Beatles. Lies. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Knickerbockers, uh, I'm exactly. sorry. The Knickerbockers. Knickerbockers and Lies sound a little bit like it, which is on our list. We're putting together a damn heavy-duty list today, mister. I'll tell you that. Am hey, I Eric, I didn't stay away from the margins again. I'm sorry. Eric will get it straightened out, okay? Don't tell him short, even though he gave me that bogus one, whatever. What did he give us this morning? I looked it up, and he was full of crap. I forgot. Yeah, whatever it was, you were full of crap, Eric. And, of course, when you eat that much. 1026 at 560 WQAM. Hey, this morning, as a matter of fact, speaking of being full of crap, I shocked George. I just, uh... In fact, you know something? I should have saved it for you. You'd have been no, seriously, you'd have been evaded. I should have timed it. I should have set the timer. At the volume in such a short period of time. Hey, if you're tired of hassles with your cellular service, tired of that $50 a month plan that you thought that you were buying, which winds up costing you hundreds and hundreds of dollars each and every month if you're sick of that, then get on the team with Team Celtech at Celtech Communications. They are your authorized Nextel representative. For over 25 years, Celtech's been providing South Florida with the best service. They take away the hassle from dealing with the cellular company, not to mention that gigantic, grotesque expense. Right now, Nextel Shared Rewards Plan allows you to share 4,000 monthly minutes with free incoming calls for only $54.99. Celtech's got a stupendous selection of other plans, no matter what your budget, with most including free incoming calls, nationwide long distance, caller ID, voicemail, and Nextel's unique direct connect to a radio feature. So whether it's one phone or 45 billion, take it from me and our own uh, spokesman, Jay Fiedler, who's got his hand in everybody's pocket. Celtech Communications, your authorized Nextel representative, is the only smart way to go. 
Call 1-800-CELTEC-2 today and get yourself connected. That's 1-800-CELTEC-2 for Celtech Communications. Keeping. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting the world's greatest everything. Sports Radio 560. QAM. You're a bastard. Now on Game Boy. Game Boy. It's the weakest link. Oh, great. The weakest link in a video game. Wow. Wrong. When are you going to smarten up? You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Oh, no. It's just as annoying as the TV show. Wrong. Goodbye. Wrong. Goodbye. Wrong. Goodbye. Wrong. Goodbye. Goodbye. I hate it. The weakest link. New on Game Boy. You are the weakest link. It won't die. Wrong. Goodbye. <laughs> 1031 at 560 WQAM. This is what I have to contend with, okay? Don McLean, Bye Bye Miss American Pie. First of all, the name of the song is not Bye Bye, it's American Pie. Secondly, he had several hits. Right. Vincent, a tribute to Vincent Van Gogh. Remember Vincent? Uh, yeah. Castles in the Air. Dreidel. Crying, Dreidel. which. Crying, which reached number five. Since I don't have you, I mean, what were you talking about then? On the same facts as is, can't remember the name of the song. Uh, don't turn around, Aswad. <laughs> and as soon as I saw Aswad, it made me think of George. Aswad. Sounds like the name of a porno movie. They're thinking of Dirk. Ace of Base. Ace of Base did Don't Turn Around. No. Oh, yeah. Don't Turn Around was the name of their song, but yeah. yeah. I thought they were thinking of something else. I thought they were thinking of Dirk Commissar. I, I don't know, but it doesn't make any sense to me. And if, uh, here's a good one. It's valid. Pop music by M. Yes. 1979. So put that on there, M and pop music. Uh, boy, this is getting... Here you go. And you better spell this right, you little spick. And it was a daddy. Multi daddy. Spell it in like uh, Catalano. Okay. Yeah. It almost inspires me to play the Luis Miguel version. Of course, you have it there. Eres tú. What's her name? Mosedades. Two words? Well, no, it's not her name. It's a group, obviously. Mosedades. It's not a she. Jesus, K and Christ, man. You'd think that a spick thing like that would be right up your alley, wouldn't you? You'd think. Mosedades, vocal group from Bilbao, Spain. Siblings Amaya, Isascum, and Roberto Amazaga, with Jose Urien, Carlos uh, Rebare, and uh, Javier uh, something uh, with 800 letters. They're from España. Oh, no wonder you don't know it. You don't know the real spics. How about Gloria by Laura Branigan? What okay. do you say? I don't know. You'd have to look it up. How many, now, how many we got here today? We just finished one page. Well, how? So we got... She also has, she had a whole bunch of hits, Laura Brannigan. Jesus. And Gloria Gaynor, now I didn't even have to look that up. I will survive. Gloria Gaynor must have had 80 trillion hits, wouldn't you think? I, I don't know about 80 trillion. She had plenty. I'll guarantee you that. Back in those disco days, Gloria Gaynor was uh, huge. Gloria Gaynor, like I said, she had two hits. I will survive, number one, for three weeks, and never can say goodbye. How come you didn't right. already know that? So, again, the answer is thanks for the try, but uh, not kind of weak. Uh, okay, I guess that disc. Uh, I want to make sure I get all the ones from these discs. You follow what I'm saying? Of course. And then, of course, the ones from the Spend Boca Brian thing. Did I? I never even got to the one at the. Uh, okay. Right after the Buggles? No. Never got to that. Have you got the Buggles on there? Yes. Video killed the radio star? Well, what about. Walter Murphy? How about Larry Murphy? 
How about Gord Murphy? Huh? What do you say? No. Couldn't complain about a medley of Gord Murphy's hits because he never had any. Ah, that's bad. A fifth of Beethoven. Okay, that takes care of that disc. Oh, this is this is just too much. Too much for any one man to have to undertake this. It's a gigantic undertaking. Okay, getting back to 1990. Two in a room and wiggle it. Did we uh, discuss that? We did not discuss it. And? I don't know of any other hits by then. No, no, it, it, it's... Oh, it it's sucks. On, it's on my one-hit wonder list. I'm just asking, should it be? It sucked? Okay. Jane Child, don't want to fall in love. Robert's nodding. I don't know it. Nodding what? Yeah, nodding I remember off? that song. That was a, a huge one-hit wonder. Okay, Jane Child, that's with a D, not like C-H-I-L-E, like some Schwarzer talk. Jane Child, don't want to fall in love. Got it? Got it. Shinehead O'Connor, nothing compares to you. Didn't we discuss that? Discuss what? No, I, I was just amazed that she only had one hit. I guess that was after she shaved her head that she kind of like, and said all those true things about the Pope that pissed everybody off. Okay, put that on there. Shinehead, S-I-N-E-A-D, Sinead O'Connor. Nothing compares to, that's the number two and the letter U. We already did the Divinals and I Touched Myself. That was on yesterday. Michael yes. Penn, no myth. Is that his real name or is... Do you know Don't that know. song? Nope. Mike... Alana Miles in Black Velvet. Yeah, big. Okay, there you go, Alana. Do you know how to spell that? No. Two N's? Two L's. A-L-L-A-N-A-H. Miles, M-Y-L-E-S. A. Alana Miles, Black Velvet. How about Giant and I'll See You in My Dreams? Don't know it. Okay. Mellow Ace Man, Mentorosa. Don't know it. Lightning Seeds and Pure. Don't know it. Faster Pussycat, House of Pain. Okay. Like it? Eh. Put it on there. All right. Soho, Hippie Chick. Yeah. Put it on there. That's all capital letters, by the way. S-O-H. Oh! Soho, Hippie Chick. And lastly, from 1990, You Crew, If You Were Mine. Don't know it. Don't know it. Okay. So that takes care of the uh, that. Let me cross off that page. Jesus. Do you know how many pages there must be of this on that, the one website? hundred. About 45,000. So then we'll also take some from 60 and 62. Now, how many more can you put on there? Well, I have I started another page, so we can put another page full. Oh, really? Really. Well, that's good, because we haven't got any from 60 for the old farts like me. Because the 90s music, what, well, there was no music in the 90s, basically, when you come right down to it. Except, of course, for 98 degrees. Oh, sorry, Robert. He gets very emotional. about this? Ring any bells for you? No. Starry nights. Oh. Sunny days. I always thought that those should be. 1976. Silver and Wham Bam Shangalang. <clears throat> There's something good and intellectual that the Bill O'Reilly crowd can relate to. Uh, Wham Bam Shangalang. You assholes. Got it? Silver. Got it. Um. Oh, and of course, George's favorite. In fact, George would definitely vote for this. Oh, yes. David Soul. David Soul. Could he act? No. Could he sing? No. Did he look really good? No. no. But, but he had blonde hair. Don't give up on his baby. What show was he on, David Soul? Starsky and Hutch. Oh. And didn't he die or have some horrible disease or something? No. Um, the other guy's wife died. Oh. 
Don't give up on us. David Sewell. I bet you that gets a couple of votes. You'll see. They like David Sewell, especially the faggots. Are. They'll get a couple. Jeans on. David Dundas. I'll see you at the Eaton Center at the corner of Young and Dundas. Is that how you be saying it? When I, I wake up in the morning light. Got it? Got it. Jeans. And then, of course, could be the greatest song of all time, if you ask me. A little bubblegum for you there. Alan O'Day. Alan O'Day. Who sounded like Donny Osmond a little bit, didn't he? Well, when you hear it, you'll say, hey, he sounds like Donny Osmond. Hey, listen to that. Funny? A little bit. I don't remember what he looked like. I think he was ugly, so we'll move on to the next one. Uh, you got it? Undercover Angel Alan O'Day? Got it. Here you go. Bill Connie, baby, in a medley of his big one. Gonna fly now. The theme from... Rocky. July 77. 15 years ago. Yo. Huh? Yo. A tribute to stupidity. I tell you, that's what's wrong with America right there is goddamn Sly Stallone. And the people who, like, suck his ass and think he's like, uh, he is to what white people is to what, like, um, who, who would it be like, uh, to black people? Will Smith. 20 till... <laughs> Boy, I couldn't have come up with a better one if I tried. 20 before 11 at 560 WQM. we got the Mad Dog, right. the Angry Puppy, the Hostile Hound coming up at 1. Hank Goldberg in the studio between 3 and 7. And then we got the big, oh. a lot of big stuff. Orlando Alzagiri, who's a great guy, knows nothing about sports. He'll be on from 7 to 10. Then we got Eddie Kay in the Gambling Show 10 to 2. And the Dirty Boys, Joe and Mark, overnight where they'll be safe between 2 and 6. Hey, speaking of being safe, if you're fat and you're looking to go into a supermarket and you want to buy some stuff that you actually can eat, it's very difficult in your conventional supermarket because most of the stuff there is loaded with calories and carbs and sh hidden sugars and all kinds of crap. But that's why Delights of West Boca is such a refreshing change of pace for fat people because they carry thousands and thousands of products to help you on that weight loss program, whatever it might be. they got supplements, vitamins, diet books, everything you need to lose the pounds that are killing you, that are putting you into an early grave. Delights also carries the biggest selection of bakery products like pancake mix, breads, cookies, cheesecakes, brownies, muffins, and eclairs. They also carry low-carbon, sugar-free products like pasta, sauces, ketchup, crackers, candy, champion-like chocolate, their famous cover ice cream. They got some of the best pasta sauces in the world, by the way, that are delicious and very low in carbs. So head to Delights of West Book and try before you buy. Taste anything in the store for free before you make a purchase. And if you want, just charge the rest of it to P.D. Lenny. You can call 1-877-LOW-CARB or check out their website at lowcarb.com. Visit the store soon and stock up on all that good low-carb goodie stuff at the northeast corner of Glades and 441 in Boca. And please tell them that old Neil and P.D. Lenny sent you by Delights of West Boca, a most extraordinary store. Your They play like men and they look like women. Coming up tonight on Inside the Behind the True Hollywood Celebrity Music Biography Profile Story, we take a good, hard, stiff look into stardom. She made us laugh as only a decrepit, incontinent old person saying something suggestive can. She was Clara Peller, the old lady who said, Where's the beef? What I liked was that Where's the Beef could be about a hamburger patty. But it could also be about a man's private parts. In tonight's archive interview, Clara talks openly about the double entendre contained in the slogan. You know, where's the beef? Could be something you'd say about a man's penis. Clearly, 
Clara was not unaware of how the phrase entered pop culture. You could be talking about his trouser snake. Yes, Clara Peller was as feisty as her on-screen persona. Could be a reference to his rod, his swinging weenie, his lizard, his naughty bishop. Uh, yeah, okay, that's enough, Clara. His his little soldier, his pork sword, his stiffy, his wait. Did I say c? That's my favorite one. Clara Peller. We had hoped she would shatter the stereotype of the elderly as horny, half-senile nutjobs. But well, what are you gonna do? It's a big, juicy, sopping wet look at show business tonight on Inside the Behind. 10:46 at 5:60 WQAM. Boy, this is really uh, astonishing what you just sent me. Robert discovered the um, results of the VH1 survey on One Hit Wonders. Yes. And you faxed me the top hundred. So I'm gonna have to like revise. Uh, I guess we'll have to put Rico Suave by Gerardo on there. Because I didn't realize it was that popular. Okay. I'm not going to give the results of this because then it like uh, influences our result. But I'll keep, I'll hang on to these. And we'll also have to add some of the ones that, uh, like the Macarena. How come we talked about that? We How come talked we didn't about put it. it on there? I, I, we didn't take it seriously. Well, we better start taking it seriously, mister. Macarena by Los Del Rio. You better get that on there right now or else. Okay? Got it. Now let's see. Got half also, a page left. Who Let the Dogs Out by the Baja Men? Mm hmm. Huh? Great I think, music. I think we must. Isn't that great music? No. <laughs> and what about... Oh, <laughs> yeah. Was Boy. this his only hit? Yeah, I think he started looking at all those uh, that kitty porn right after he recorded this. He had other songs. I'm surprised they didn't make it to be hits. Let me look up Gary Glitter, okay? Because what's all this VH1 though anyway? They're probably schlock. Just like Boca Brian faxes me that thing about the McCoys. The McCoys had a whole bunch of hits besides Hang On Spooky. So what else you thought? Yeah, I didn't know I loved you uh, with number 35, so guess what? Get it off. Kill it. Sorry. Now, I saw that on this list. I, I perused it real quick, this top 100. So it goes to show they don't know their ass from their elbow. We better we better look very uh, carefully and cautiously at the thing from VH1. They might be using a different chart. Yeah, yeah there it is. Rock, that's uh, number 47, Rock and Roll Part 2 by Gary Glitter. And I'm going to put like an asterisk next to it, okay? Because they're full of crap. But it is interesting looking at the results of their thing, how well, because you were poo-pooing the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, know, I don't believe I it. I think, yeah. Well, guess what? They like it. Hey, it just goes to show you. People like it. I didn't say I agree with it, but they like it, okay? Just like I agree with Gerardo, can he sing one lick? Sometimes I feel I've got to run away. I've got to get away. <clears throat> Big song. Soft to sell and soft to love. And tainted thing. Now here's list. You see, I just don't have the time. I'm not going to stop the show and like starting. A, I'll, I'll put those aside and I'll research them this afternoon. I'll look them up in the book. There's 80 million different ones on there. And I don't want to like, because uh, i got to get to my crap here, man. Rick Derringer and his brother with the McCoys, hang on, Sloopy, now has the distinction of being Weird Al's producer, says Boca. But uh, what does that mean? The McCoys, hang on, Sloopy, was not their only hit. So guess what, Boca? So thanks very much for your efforts and a lot of great stuff that you sent. But I would say like about 60% of it was not one-hit wonders. But that's okay. Don't feel bad about it. And what's this other long list here that was sent? Wow. And didn't we already j just do Thomas Dolby and she blinded me with science? We just we do did that? it. It's on our list. We just do it. 
But this is a good list, though. And we just put on there uh, Los Del Rio and the Macarena. Then we just put that on. Yes. Terry Jack, Seasons in the Sun. Yep. Just put it on there. M Pop Music, just put it yes. on there. Yeah. Oh, Lou Bega, Mambo Number no. Five. Hey, how could we forget that? Oh, Lou Bega. He was from Hunger. I mean, Hungary or somewhere like that. Right. David Soul, didn't we just put Don't Give Up on Us, Baby? Just put it on I think there. They're you better just, uh, copying us. You better put Mambo Number no. Five, Lou Bega, on it. B. Oh, okay. Uh, Aqua Barbie Girl. Well, I see that. There's a problem with that. Yeah. No, got... the problem. No, the problem is that they had lots of hits in Europe, and I don't know how many of them were released here in this country. I guess if I looked in the book, huh? Yeah. I just I don't want, skip I don't want it. to take the time to you know, do all this other stuff because it's not very scintillating. Just, he looks through let's his pretend book. they didn't have a hit with that. No, they also had Lollipop here. No, I like Aqua. So you haven't seen the videos. You'd like I them saw too. it. You didn't I saw see that crap. And that shaved okay. guy. How about her bald-headed friend, that goofy-looking yes. guy? Okay, here, 60s. Now, how much more you got time for? Now I get to like uh, doing a show. So we can put this list together and get it up on the thing. How much more room you got? 13 more lines. 13 more lines, folks. Maybe OG will be over. <laughs> yeah, he can help you with some of them, like about 12, like a dozen, dirty dozen. Get off my Coke. Okay, 60, 1960. Ivy3 and Yogi, never heard of it. You ever heard of that? Nope. Lolita, Sailor, Your Name is the Sea, never heard of it. Nope. Ron Holden, The Thunderbirds, Love You So, uh, never heard of it. Here's one, The Fenderman, Mule Skinner Blues. Put that on there. The Fenderman. Don't you remember the Mule Skinner Blues? No. Well, I do. Hollywood Argyles, Alley Oop. Oop, oop. Oh, we have to have that. Got to have that. A few novelty records on there can't be bad. They like their novelty records. Look how good that uh, Turning Japanese did yesterday. that again? The Hollywood Argyles, A-R-G-Y-L-E-S, Alley-Oop. Bob Lumen, let's think about living, let's think about loving, corny, corny. That's, uh, you know, people like that. Remember that? No. You remember Bob Lumen, let's think about living? No. Oh, my God, we're going to put you back on a rubber raft if you don't watch it. I still have it. You got it on there? Billy Bland, let the little girl dance. Remember Billy Bland? No. Don't remember that song, let the little girl dance? You got it right there in the studio somewhere. Here's one that definitely needs to be on air and uh, with that sour note in it. Rosie and the Originals and Angel Baby. Holy Toledo, as Rick Weaver would say if he weren't dead. Rosie and the Originals and Angel Baby. Speaking of Rick Weaver, it'll be interesting to see if Mo is any Rick Weaver, you know. Now, he's good. He's good at that. Not too good at anything else, but he's good at that. He doesn't smell like, uh, I, you know, he's funny, though. He does smell. All that cheap perfume. Larry Hall and Sandy. I remember Dion and Sandy. I mean, you remember Larry Hall? No. I don't either. Here's definitely, uh, here's my vote. Curtis Lee, Pretty Little Angel Eyes. How many times have I talked about that? And, you know, I'm not sure that's right. Look it up. While you're looking it up, what was it after Hollywood Argyles? <laughs> that I never heard of before? Bob Lumen, Let's Think About Living. No wonder. I, I, uh, what about Billy Bland? What about him? You got it? I do now. Let the, let the little girl dance? Gee, you're asking me about ones that are like four back. You better... You better uh... I'm behind. Yeah, that's obvious. Let's see, Curtis Lee. I'd love to put that on there, but I'm not really positive that he didn't have any other hit. Pretty Little Angel on that. To me, that's the greatest record that was ever made. Kurt, that was it. Very good. Well, I guess it should be if it's on this list. This is the uh, website. That was Billy um, Bland? Did you oh, get Curtis Billy Lee, Bland? Pretty Little How about Angel. Rosie and the Originals and Angel Baby? Got it. Curtis Lee, Pretty Little Angel Eyes. Got it. Buzz Clifford, Babysitting Boogie. Never heard of it. Nope. 
Bob Moore, Mexico. That's that sucks. Kokomo, Asia yeah. Minor. Yeah, get that on there. Kokomo, Asia Minor. Which one's Pro- the song? Huh? Kokomo Which? is the group. Asia Minor is the song. Now we're not putting the Beach Boys and Kokomo on there. They may have had one or two other slightly better hits. Troy Shondell and this time da 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 da. Remember this time by Troy Shondell? Yes. Are we putting Put it, on, it there? on there? Put that of course. How do you spell Shondell? S H O N D E L L. Very man with two N's. Who put the bump in the bump bump bump? Absolutely. Who who wrote that? Who did? Very man. He did write it and he sung it. So you should like him. Very man. M A N N. The Jarmels. A little bit of soap. Nick Lawrence's favorite song. Are we putting that on there? Yeah, of course. The Contours, Do You Love Me? Oh, gee, now we're getting some really good how you, stuff. How do you spell Jarmels? J-A-R-M-E-L-S. Rhymes with smells. So they could probably use a little bit of soap. The Contours, Do You Love Me? Everybody remembers that. The one that had that great stop there in the middle. You know what I used to do? When I was a disc jerky, and back then we were playing records, of course, and you'd reach over, and of course you hope you didn't like knock uh, the needle off, but you'd reach over and you'd like grab a hold of the record. You know, while you were playing it where there was right. that long pause. And so it was like about a one-and-a-half-second pause. You'd make it in like a ten-second pause. <laughs> oh, I love doing that. Larry Finnegan and Dear One. I don't remember that. Joe Henderson, Snap Your Fingers. Okay. No. Jo- Joni Summers, Johnny Get Angry. Put that on there. Joni, a medley of her smash. How much room you got left? One, one more. And one more. Bruce Chanel and Hey Baby. Remember Hey Baby? No. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Just playing hard to get. Okay, that's it. And now you Chanel put that with together. a C or a... C-H-A-N-E-L. As in Channel 3. And then I got these other ones that I have to check out. Thank you very much. Now we can get back to Neil uh, does important stuff to make that one asshole happy. Wow. Yeah, that's the lazy way out, you schmuck. God almighty, I feel like I just ran 25 miles with Edwin Starr. Should probably play war to make that one guy happy. From the pain you drive into the heart of me, the love we share. This audience likes it soft and they like it tainted. They like soft, sell, and tainted love. They're number one by a million miles on uh, the first one we did on whatever day it was, Tuesday. Hey, listen, we're only going to do this another what? Six, seven months? Six, seven years? We'll do it as long as there's still good stuff out there. That's, that's the barometer. We'll do it as long as Robert's enjoying it. He likes it because you don't have to take any calls. Although, of course, you know, we might get, take some calls, have them bond with some of those people that call on the morning show. Like, <laughs> It's just as well. I think they told us the phones aren't working right now. I got all my dots. So do I. But the phone isn't working? I think they're working on it. Aha. Uh-huh. So even if we wanted to take phone calls, we could. Not, not that I want to, but I just mentioned that in passing. In fact, you know something, folks? We really wanted to put you folks on the air today and take a lot of calls, but uh, we decided not to because the phone screwed up. You believe it? No. You're right. 1056 at 560 WQM. When you shop for quality footwear, two very important things you're looking for are good selection and professional service. You want to get taken care of. But everybody's looking for price. They want excellent quality at an unbeatable price. That's why so many people buy their shoes at Brandy's, where you'll find the world's largest selection of men's and women's shoes, the best service in town, and the best prices in the universe. Top quality names we're not ta- we're talking about. Not some off brands that you never heard of. We're talking about the best brands in the shoe business, like Rockports, SAS, Sperry, Timberland, Naturalizer, and lots more. And whether a humongous selection you know, no matter how big or small, even if you got gigantic size 13 or 14 feet like Tom Welling, they can still fit you up. They'll stick it on there in the shoe, too. 
And uh, Brandy's is open daily 9 to 9, Sundays 10 to 5. You'll find them at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. So if you want a phenomenal selection, all the top names in the issue business, and unbeatable prices every day, this is the place for you. And don't forget, all this week at Brandy's Men's and Women's Rockport Pro Walkers, only 5290 This week only. They were whacking that banana, man. You can count on that. Yes! Weekdays at 1 on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Hey, it's Howard. Howard David. Coming up tonight on Inside the Behind, the true Hollywood celebrity music biography profile story. We take a good, hard, stiff look into stardom. Their success welled up like pus inside a pimple, then burst like the pop zit they really were, sending a blast of oily bodily fluids smacking against the mirror of short-term fame. They were the fix. Well, we couldn't have known how right we were when we came out with one thing leads to another. The fixed lead vocalist Cy Kernan explains the law of cause and effect. Well, we had a big hit song, and we made a lot of money. We got laid a lot, and then we put out another record. It tanked. We went broke, couldn't get laid to save our lives, realized we'd gotten gonorrhea from getting laid before. We took jobs in convenience stores, started drinking, threw up. I mean, threw up a lot, went into rehab, realized we had to do something, got back together, and now we're okay, playing one thing leads to another at county fairs for all the losers who liked us back in the 80s. The Fix. If you must do what they did, at least try and incorporate the getting laid part. It's a big, juicy, sopping wet look at show business tonight on Inside the Behind. 1102 at 560 QM. You know, the interesting thing about that is I did bother looking them up in a book, The Fix. Yes. And they had one, two, three, four, five other hits. Not as big as One Thing Leads to Another, which right. was number four and was on for 13 weeks. They had Saved by Zero, The Sign of Fire, Are We Ourselves, Secret Separation, and How Much is Enough? How do you like that, huh? Red Skies or Stand or Fall were not hits? No. They were great. I just gave you the list, okay, so okay. don't have to argue. Here's some bad news for the artsy-fartsy crowd, by the way. Designer Bill Blast dies at 79. Oi! Bill Blast, who dressed the likes of Nancy Reagan and Barbara Walters while shattering the paracentric fashion world with youthful creations that mixed and matched chic and casual, has died. Blast died yesterday at his home in Washington, Connecticut, according to Joe Lillis of the Lillis Funeral Home in New Milford, Conn. A friend of the designer, Helen O'Hagan, said Blast died of cancer. He was 79. It's a great loss. He was an extraordinary man and a great designer, said Fern Malice, the director of the 7th on, on 6th, a fashion organization which produces New York's Fashion Week. Blass's sense of line, color, and style took him from a sketcher's desk to the helm of his own $700 million a year company in a career that spanned six decades and came to define American style. Didn't you always, when you think of American style, don't you think of Bill Blass? All the time. I do. Not. He designed clothes for a host of famous women, including first ladies and actresses who paid from 800 bucks for a sweater to thousands of dollars for an evening gown. Blast said he designed for the woman not obsessed with fashion who cares about clothes but has a career, family, home, and other interests. I love his clothes because they're comfortable, wearable, and pretty. Reagan, the former first lady, once said, how come she never wore any then? Mm-hmm. She always had that same stupid little red dress on, that bitch. Just say no. to Nancy Reagan, okay? She comes up to your ankle, by the way, Nancy. Yes. During his career, Blass expanded to a design menswear, swimwear, children's clothing, shoes, jewelry, and furs. His designs were known for crisp elegance and simplicity made from beautiful fabrics with sophisticated style. Each individual piece is calculated uh, attempt to entice women to add to their wardrobe. The designer told the AP in 1997, The women I know have a great have a great deal of money. I'll go out all the time, wear clothes that are two, three years old. They buy new things to add to what they have. 
Blass, who never married, uh huh, won women over with his designs and his charm. He'd been listed as one of the best-dressed men in the country. New York fashion guru Nan Kempner once said, I fell in love with him like every woman. He was warm, friendly, intelligent, and talented as he was good-looking. Oh, and by the way, speaking of that, I told you on Biography Channel the other night, I saw the story of, uh, what's his name, that faggot? Um, what's his name, that faggot? From uh, Montgomery Clift. Okay. And guess who was always trying to fix him up with dates? Not with women, but with men. And this goes back into the early 50s. Liz Taylor. Ha! So she's been a fag hag for uh, Coon's age, man. As long as we can turn back the clock, she's been uh, fixing up fags. Old Liz Taylor. I bet you she even fixed, uh, fixed up Michael Jackson with bubbles. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> this is a great story somebody just faxed in before I get to my 45,000 pages of Catholic Church stuff. That, that oh, I guess, guess where CNN is doing all their stuff today. The uh, Dirty Bishop Conference? Dallas uh, Dirty Bishop Conference, right. When I first looked at that thing, on the, uh, they got the big blurb on the screen there to get, you, to get your attention. I thought it said Church Sex Club. And it but is. But it says Church Sex Crisis. But at first blush, it looked like Church Sex Club. And I thought, yeah, Al's right. Detroit. A Taiwanese man who claims to have castrated about 50 people and was caught over the weekend with human testicles in the refrigerator of his suburban Detroit home may not have committed any crime, police said yesterday. I think most people have, you know, at least a separate set of testicles in their refrigerator, don't they? It's always good to keep extra. Always good to have a spare pair. Lieutenant Bruce Smith of the Oak Park Police Department said the 29-year-old man was arrested early Saturday after he surgically removed the testicles of a Michigan man who was later rushed to a local hospital with severe bleeding. What a surprise! The would-be doctor was released shortly afterwards, however, because his patient had asked to be castrated and was a consulting adult, Smith says. We're waiting for a determination from the prosecutor's office as to what, if any, charges will be made, Smith said. Authorities said they had no clues as to the motivation behind the operations. However, many of those seeking castration do so to satisfy a sexual fetish. Accredited doctors are unlikely to perform such an operation, preferring instead to urge the patient to seek counseling rather than mutilation. Smith said the Taiwanese man entered the U.S. on a student visa and claimed to have performed about 50 castrations in the U.S. and his previous home in Australia. His latest patient, a 48-year-old man from the upscale Detroit suburb of Birmingham, went under the knife on his kitchen table. After the operation, the two men shared a pie, but when the Birmingham man started laughing, he noticed he was bleeding and emergency medics were called. They were having pies, said Smith, referring to a post-operative dessert the two men had been sharing before the medics arrived at the scene. They were having like a little hair pie. The testicles found in the man's refrigerator allegedly belonged to a Canadian man who had been operated on a few days earlier in the back of a van, Smith said. He added that the Birmingham man apparently contacted the uh, unlicensed surgeon through one of at least two sites on the Internet promoting voluntary castration. There's a group of people out there that are interested in this and having it done and have it done and talk about it, Smith said of the websites. It's an unusual case. Let me say that, said Smith. It's the first I ever heard of anything like that or anybody around here that's ever heard of it. How do you like that? Guy from Birmingham, Michigan gets his nuts cut off. Uh, and refrigerated, of course. Chilling. Yeah, always good to keep him on ice. That's what John Wayne Bobbitt probably was thinking, if she would have just put him on ice. Grand jury probes 24 abuse allegations. St. Louis. A grand jury is investigating allegations of sexual abuse against 24 Catholic priests as part of a probe that began with the arrest of a defrocked clergyman in March, a prosecutor said. The state panel has been unable to pursue complaints against 10 other priests, among whom have died, Circuit Attorney Jennifer Joyce said yesterday. Joyce declined to release any information about the 24 priests, including if they're serving in an active ministry. She said most of the cases happened so long ago the grand jury is facing a cold evidentiary trial, a trail rather, and legal issues with the statute of limitations. 
They are just allegations, Joyce said. There were no charges. Whether or not they pan into, out into charges or indictments remains to be seen. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch first reported the news on its website yesterday. In a statement, the Archdiocese of St. Louis said that, to its knowledge, none of the allegations had been substantiated. In other developments, three brothers allegedly abused by a Mississippi priest filed a $39 million lawsuit naming the clergymen in the Diocese of Jackson, including Bishop William Houck and former Vicar General Bernard Law. Oh, yeah, I think we had that yesterday, didn't we? Yes. The brothers claim the abuse continued after the allegations were reported to law, now Cardinal of the Archdiocese of Boston, where a national scandal engulfing the church emerged earlier this year. In Detroit, prosecutors said statutes limitations under the factors will prevent authorities from charging 11 priests in the Archdiocese of Detroit accused of abuse. Three of the priests have died, said Oakland County Prosecutor David Gorsica. In another case, the alleged victim declined to cooperate. A grand jury issued subpoenas to the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, ordering church officials to turn over the personnel records of three priests under investigation for alleged sex abuse. District Attorney Steve Cooley turned to the grand jury after an Archdiocese lawyer refused to release the documents on the Reverends Michael Stephen Baker, Michael Wempe, and David Grandadino. Three women calling themselves the Friends of Weakland are trying to raise money to repay part of a former Milwaukee Archbishop Rembert Weakland's $450,000 settlement with a man who accused him of sexual assault. The group mailed out nearly 300 letters to their friends since forming the group Friday. Each asked for $1,000, but the group will accept any amount, like eight or nine cents. So that gets you up to date, and of course they're holding their meat in Dallas as we speak. Other defenseless ones in American society. They are saying this of the priests and women religious and lay ministers who built vast expanses of the social service infrastructure of this nation and contributed to some of its most glorious... Oh, brother, look at all those getchkeys there, man. Are you on CNN? No. Hop on it right away on Channel 54 there on your cable. Hop on 54, man. What a bunch of getchkeys. <laughs> I don't think even Bill Blass ever saw so many guys in a dress. In the same place. Rest in peace. Ten past eleven at five sixty WQAM. You've heard me talking about a big one. Speaking of the priest convention there, how about uh, having a big one for yourself? That's right. In just four short months, you can have a big, impressive paycheck. If you're not earning a crap, if you're making like uh, Robert's making about two bucks an hour, get uh, yourself a job where you can start making some real cash. The demand for certified computer professionals is through the roof. Pick up the phone and call the folks at Fast Train Tool Free eight six six Fast Train because summer classes are forming right now as I speak. And if you call now, you can be certified in a brand new career before summer be over. Fast Train offers Microsoft certified instructors for convenient locations, including that brand new campus we've been telling you about in Kendall. Job placement assistance, day and evening classes too. And for those individuals whose job is affected after 9-11, Fast Train's an operation paycheck training provider. Call Fast Train at this toll-free number, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN, or check them out on their uh, website at fasttrain.com. And like I keep telling you, they can have you certified and ready to start making some serious money in a brand new career as soon as in four months from right now. So call them today. You have nothing to lose but that crappy uh, no-money job. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN and be sure you don't miss the hammer. The hammer. Hey, stop it. On Sports Radio 560 QAM. Go f*** yourself. All right. Oh, that Shaq guy. Shaq guy. What's with him anyway? He's a weird-looking dude that looks like a retarded Michael J. Even though that Shaq is a big dude. When he runs up and down the court. He looks like a buffoon He says he's an athlete, a rapper, an actor, a poet 
Yeah, that's what he thinks. But he's just a goof that plays the hoop with that jackass Kobe. And every time I turn on my TV set at my place, I see the shack. He's got that dopey look on his face. That shack guy. Shack I can't help but laugh at him. Every time that dummy makes a rap CD, no one buys it. And if his eyes were any closer on his dumbass face, he'd look like a Down syndrome kid that dribbles the ball with one eye. The Shack Guy. 11-16 at 560. I'll tell you, there are some states in the Union that aren't as big as Shack's head. Make no mistake about that. Now, the interesting thing about this Gotti business. Yes. Unlike the Barzini business. Uh, well, I'll get to that in a second. Newsday reports mob boss Gotti denied funeral mass. Notorious mob boss John Gotti will be interred in a Roman Catholic cemetery alongside his son, but... His family was denied permission to hold a funeral mass for the convicted killer. Gotti, responsible for at least five murders during his bloody reign atop the Gambino crime family, will not receive a massive Christian burial, the Reverend Andrew Vacari, Chancellor of the Diocese of Brooklyn, said yesterday. Instead, Vacari said in a one-sentence statement, there can be a mass for the dead sometime after the burial of John Gotti. Gotti died of cancer Monday at a prison hospital in Missouri. He had been sentenced to life in 1992. The decision on the mass echoed the ruling made by church officials after the Gotti-ordered murderer of his Gambino predecessor, Big Paul Castellano, in 1985. Castellano's family received permission for a private mass after his burial, but was denied a funeral mass within the body of the church. With the body in the church. How do you like that? In other words, they don't want his body inside the church. Maybe out on the step, on the stoop. But unlike Gotti, Castellano was also denied burial in a Catholic cemetery because of his life of crime. Gotti's remains were removed from the Missouri prison on Tuesday for their eventual return to New York and his family, which has been splintered by federal prosecution. Two of his brothers, his son and ex-son-in-law, were jailed at the time of his death. Another brother and a nephew were under indictment. Gotti will end up in the family mausoleum that holds his son Frank, who died in 1980 at age 12, when he was accidentally struck by a neighbor's car. Remember his neighbor that we talked about that got murdered? Yes. Mysteriously, uh, John Favara? The mausoleums inside St. John's Cemetery in Queens, where an assortment of mafia figures found their final resting spots. Those buried at St. John's include Carlo Gambino, Carmine Galante, Vito Genovese, and Charles Lucky Luciano, and, of course, Don Vito Corleone. Wednesday's announcement did not say why Gotti was deemed qualified to be buried in a Catholic cemetery. In addition to Castellano and Gotti, the churches denied a funeral mass to other mobsters, Galante and Gotti underboss Frank DeChico. At issue was a church precept called Scandal, the idea that by granting a funeral mass to someone who lived outside church teachings, the wrong message would be sent to the church faithful. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> Woo! That's the uh, conference in Dallas, by the way. It's going on right now. But I guess I guess he must be listening to the show in one earpiece. Well, it's just bad timing for him to die right now, okay, because the world is watching real close. The denial is not a judgment on the deceased lifestyle since the church believes that only God can make that determination. See, that's the excuse for taking his money. But what I started to say before I read that was, in reading all of the New York papers, except the Times, of course, which is two stars, I didn't read anything about Gotti in the Times, but the Post and Newsday and Daily News, every columnist and most of the stories were like, uh, they, they liked him. Right. 
Does that surprise you? Because he was a snappy dresser. <laughs> I bet you Bill Blast, that's probably why Bill just finally gave up, you know? Gave up the battle. Maybe his best customer just died. In Howard, this is by Steve Dunleavy in yesterday's uh, New York Post, and it's just amazing to me. He says, in Howard Beach, the colors of red, white, and blue of the best flag in the world is revered as much as motherhood. Under that flag stood 14-year-olds Brian Sacco and Mike Fauci clutching a $15 spray of flowers. The boys, students at MS202, left a simple note in the flowers, sorry for your loss. Sorry, mister. Of course, this was on a corner of 16011 uh, 85th Street in Howard Beach where the boys were going to drop off their respects to the Gotti family. Brian, no, I never saw him. My grandmother once pointed out his son John to me. All I hear is that Mr. Gotti kept crime down out of the mouths of babes. They brought their offerings to the Bergen Hunt and Fish Club, the Supreme Court of Gotti's rulings. Richie Gotti, John's brother, came to the door at 1.50 p.m. and was extremely polite and was proud that this neighborhood was so patriotic. His older brother, Pete, a former sanitation worker, wouldn't, uh, couldn't talk to me because he's in the slam. Outside the club, again, those wonderful flags of the U.S. sent by well-wishers, but Carmine Romeo said something that struck me with stunning irony. There is no better flag than that, but who works behind the cover of that flag, he said. The same people who believed known felons like Salvatore Gravano, these people behind this great flag promoted Gravano and did this to John Gotti. Now, before you think I start thinking I'm a website called JohnGottiSympathy.Card.com, forget about it. Gotti had to do time because the bureaucrats who hide behind that flag said so. If I were a judge, and thankfully I'm not, I would have given John some jail time. But locked in a tomb for life? And to let him die like a dog where he's giving Morse code with his fingers to the arms of his loved ones to say to, uh, he knows who's talking to him? This is a disgrace. Guards taking written notes from Gotti to say to his wife he loves her? This is a disgrace. Those people who hide behind that flag, is that justice for which we love that flag? Asked Carmine Romeo. Romeo had pasted a dollar bill to the door of the Hunt and Fish Club, and he said, the dollar represents how generous he was. I left change underneath it. That represented the poor people he helped out. When a woman was burned out of her apartment, he got her a new one and paid for redecoration and rent. John Gotti, stern, generous, was bigger than New York, bigger than Hollywood, bigger than any one of us, he said. Now, while I think Carmine's going overboard, what the hell would we all be doing if it wasn't for the John Gottis of the world? We'd have newspapers that focused on the Stepford wives. What would De Niro and Pacino and Coppola and Scorsese got to do? We're fascinated by these good fellows, although they may be bad fellows. I asked Richie, what's the best memory of John Gotti? I was lucky enough to be his brother, he said. Richie, old son, your brother was a wise guy, but I'll miss him too. Right, Steve Dunleavy in the New York Post. It's just uh, amazing to me. Yeah. We like, we like the mobsters, man. We like them. We're obsessed with them. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. That's right. We weren't happy when Sonny got it on the causeway. I don't care what Mo says with his bad hairpiece, you know. We didn't like that. We were pissed off. That's right. We like the Corleone family because they were family. Right? Right. And Mama Corleone made a hell of a pasta. And Clemenza made a hell of a sauce. First, you got to throw in your sausage, your meatballs, a little wine, your sugar. Cut the crap. <laughs> yeah, I like that when Santino says, cut the crap. He's stirring the sauce. Hey, listen, Clemenza couldn't keep all that weight on without being a good Italian cook. You know that. Right. And, of course, you gotta you got to bulk up a little bit because you have no long idea how long you're going to have to be going to the mattresses. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I guess you can always get takeout from Louis in the Bronx. More on that story we've been talking about in Taunton, Mass. You know, they used to have a dog track in Taunton, Mass. I wonder if they still do. I bet you the Beast would know. A stone-cold Attleboro cult leader admitted yesterday that he intentionally starved his son to death over an excruciating 51 days in 1999 to fulfill a twisted religious vision that he now says was wrong. 
This is the latest on the story about the uh, assholes that starved their kid to death. It was a product of a lot of mistakes and misunderstandings between my wife and I, Jacques Robodeau said of his reason for sticking to the bizarre prophecy that led him to sit idly by as his son Samuel died slowly of malnutrition. Where in past court appearances, Robodeau has been defined and arrogant, sprouting anti-government propaganda and declaring sovereignty, yesterday he was contrite and humble. He choked back tears during three hours of testimony in Taunton Superior Court, during which he accepted full responsibility for his 11-month-old son's heinous death. Remember those cookies, heinous, anus? Mm. The buck stops with me, he answered flatly when asked by Prosecutor Walter Shea if anybody else in the cult forced him to stop feeding his son. Robodeau, a 29-year-old graduate of North Attleboro High School, explained that his wife Karen was distraught by their son's weight loss and wanted to feed the boy, but it convinced her to adhere to the deadly plan because the group thought they were following God's orders. Kind of sounds like our friend there in Texas. What the hell's her name that killed her five kids? Um, yeah. How soon they forget? Yeah, that's right. What's her name? Yates. Come on, Robert. Andrea Yates. Andrea Yates. Thank you, Robert. And her husband was the nutcase with that religious crap and talked Rusty. her into living, living in the trailer and all this other crap. Got her involved in that friend of yours there. What the hell was his name? Mike Warnicky. Mike Warnicky, Warnick, whatever the hell his name was. My reaction to it was that in order for me to be a good father and a good husband, it was my job to be strong in this situation and to follow through on whatever it is that God was giving us at that time, he testified. In chilling, in chilling detail, he recalled how the boy went from being a healthy and chubby baby, learning to walk to an immobile waif whose bony appearance sickened his own mother. He began losing weight, Robodo said. His face became thinner. His cry wasn't a normal baby's cry. It was more like, eh, like that. Yeah. He didn't have the energy to cry. Before Samuel's aunt, Michelle Mingo, handed down the bizarre vision from God, the toddler had been eating crackers, Cheerios, yogurt, and applesauce. In addition to being breastfed, quoting scripture, Mingo 37 told the sect on March 199 that God was upset with Karen Robodeau's vanity and wanted to put her on a high-protein, high-fat diet. <laughs> what have I always told you? The religious people are the crazy people. Absolutely correct, sir. Oh, God was upset with her vanity and wanted to put her on a high-protein, high-fat diet. Maybe God's been in touch with Bob Atkins, you know it? The vision also called for her to drink a gallon of almond milk every day and to feed Samuel only breast milk, but because she was pregnant, she couldn't produce enough milk to nourish the boy. He ground his teeth, Robert recalled of his son's final days. Toward the end, he would often bite down on Karen's nipple. At times, his eyes would roll back into his head. His skin on his chest changed to a dark color. He began getting a white chalky substance in his diaper. Oh, God. Sick. Sick. Like I said, the more religious they are, the sicker they are. Oh! Take your religion and shove it. Take all your goddamn hocus-pocus and your uh, bubblemices and stick them where the moon don't shine, but leave all the rest of us alone. And any of these religious nuts who are uh, reproducing like that, they should have those kids taken away at birth, you know what? Right away. 1126 at 560. You know, some oleomed couldn't have hurt them, you know? I probably wouldn't have saved them, but couldn't hurt. And in South Florida, where it's either raining cats and dogs or it's 175 degrees or both, oleomed is a product that will make you feel your best and help keep you in good health in spite of the environmental uh, dangers. Oleomet is a soft gel capsule that contains pharmaceutical-grade olive oil along with so a lot of other good stuff. they got vitamins in there and minerals and herbals to promote health for all different parts of your body. They have one product that helps your prostate, one specifically for your heart, one for your blood pressure and your cholesterol. Oleomed's got supplements to promote health in your circulatory system, your digestive, your endocrine system, your skin and bones, even your mind, all using the benefits of the best olive oil under the sun. And Oleomet's got products for men and for ladies out there, real and imaginary as well. Oleomed's available all over town. Picks them up today and start popping it. It's at Walgreens, Whole Food Markets, Navarro Pharmacy, and Sedano's as well. 
or you can call this number toll free and I'll answer all your questions about what it does and how it works and where to stick it. Call Oleomed at 1-866-OLEOMED. That's 1-866-O-L-E-O-M-E-D. And you can order their products right on their website if you like at oleomedamerica.com. What just happened there? I give up. What just happened? Want me to hit it? No. No, but I'm, I'm curious what just happened here. Oh, you know what? What? During, look at that. Lick it and stick it. Once upon a time, there was a charming young bachelor. May the force be with you. Searching for the woman of his dreams. Mm. Hey, baby, a little Jedi loving you need. Mm. And 25 women trying to prove they're the one. Yoda, you're so cute and furry. Thank you. But when one man is involved with more than one woman, there's bound to be trouble. You bitch! At least I'm the same species. Fight me for us. Who will he choose? All of my 12 breaths are real. Find out on all of them I want. The Bachelor. Okay, 1132 at 560 QM. Here's a, a fact. Could you please tell us if Jihad Rock is on Boca Brian's CD? No. No, because it's not a Boca Brian, but it's a Bruce E. Rock. And now that I'm thinking about it, now, we didn't do anything with that last year, did we? No. Don't you think that when we do the best of this fall that we should uh, put some of that stuff on there, especially that one? Sounds like a great idea. Because I'm sure Bruce would be delighted to have us put it on there, I think, maybe, and maybe not. We'll find out. Can't cost anything to ask. Now, I'm looking at Eric's basically got the thing up there. It says, which of these one-hit wonders was the best? And I'm looking at it, and he's got, like, one where it's got question marks. You see that one? Right. That's because I forgot to uh, indent, and he loses things. At Ice 2 is by Mosedades, M-O-C-E-D-A-D-E-S. M-O-C-E-D, what is it? Mosedades. One more time. That's enough. Mosedades. At Ace 2. I'll play it again if you want. No. Okay. Well, it would be, you know, quite an undertaking. Speaking of undertaking, that was a bad lead into this story. So the poll will be up there momentarily. I think we got a pretty good list today, you know what? I, I like it. And it covers a lot of territory from the early 60s. As Danny Gallivan would say, a lot of territory. Yeah, last night I was watching a little bit of the Leafs and the Red Wings from, uh, what time of year was that? 70. Leafs won that game 9-3, to by the way. Oh! 9-4, something like that, uh, with Bill Hewitt and Danny Gallivan and the Canadians and the Leafs from uh, a million years ago. Anybody care about that? No. No, because nobody. And guess what? So Robert tells me this morning that Robert Spaler retired officially now. Is that correct? Yeah. So uh, does that really make a difference? No. They, they just you have no hockey team anymore down there. You got Steve Weiss and uh, Roberto Luongo, and you got Roberto Luongo and Steve Weiss. That's about it. More Are you bones. Like Bowery? By the monkeys. Close enough. Valerie couldn't stick it into the Atlantic Ocean, okay, and the puck either. More bones found as Levy investigation continues. A grand jury investigating, this is from USA Today, a grand jury investigating Chandra Levy's homicide and whether Representative Gary Condit obstructed justice in the case has heard from the congressman's top aide. Police also have found more of Levy's bones. Mike Lynch, Condit's California-based chief of staff, answered questions Friday in front of a District of Columbia Superior Court grand jury. Beth Wilkerson, Lynch's lawyer, said yesterday. He cooperated fully with the investigators and prosecutors and answered all questions in a candid and forthright manner, Wilkinson said. <laughs> Lynch last year publicly denied Condit and Levy were having an affair. A month later, Condit told investigators that he and Levy were romantically involved, according to police sources. So does he have any credibility, this guy? No. No. The grand jury earlier this year subpoenaed Condit to testify. However, it's unclear whether the California Democrat ever did. 
Last fall, the grand jury subpoenaed documents from Condit's office, including telephone message slips and calendars. Federal law enforcement officials have said they're examining whether Condit and his aides asked other women who alleged they had affairs with a congressman not to cooperate with police. Condit and his aides have denied attempting to silence anyone. Right. Anne Marie Smith, a flight attendant, alleged that she and Condit had a 10-month affair and that Condit sought to dissuade her from talking to FBI investigators in the Levy case. Smith also has said Condit and his intermediaries tried to get her to sign a false affidavit denying that they ever had an affair. Condit has not denied an affair with Smith, but has said he never asked her to sign anything that was fraudulent. Meantime, well, of course he isn't going to admit to that because that's like a, a major crime, right? That's a felony. Right. Meantime, police searching the area of Washington's Rock Creek Park, where Levy's remains were discovered last month, have found more bones. Oy! The medical examiner told us that two small bones, no more than two inches long, are consistent with other bones in Levy's foot, said Sergeant Joe Gentile, police spokeswoman. The, uh, spokesman, the, uh, body, uh, the bones were found on Monday. A foot-long bone found Tuesday is being analyzed by the medical examiner, Dr. Jonathan Arden Gentile, said police searching the area now are being helped by trained volunteer searchers from the FOP. Aren't those the people that call your house and ask for money, the FOP? That's them. Yeah. The FBI crime lab is also continuing to examine twisted wire and Levy's shin bone that were found last week by investigators hired by her parents. And, of course, I'm so sick, you know, I've got a bad mind because I'm thinking, you know, uh, the shin bone connected to the... It, no, that's bad. I was thinking that, too. Because shin bone is just not a word that you use a lot. You know, as soon as I came across the word shin bone, I'm thinking of that. that that's a terrible thing. Connected to the knee bone. Yeah. To the hip bone, hip bone connected to the... I guess da, they're not da, right da, now. Da, da. I mean, she's dead now. It's not like it's not going to hurt her feelings or anything. And the Levies don't live anywhere near uh, South Florida, so they're not going to hear this show. They're not listening on the Internet right now to the tasteless Neil Rogers show. They're probably waiting for Bill O'Reilly to come on. Not. Police were criticized for not finding the items during a week-long search of the park after Levy's remains were found May 22th by a man walking his dog. Police also searched the park shortly after Levy disappeared last year, but Police Chief Charles Ramsey's acknowledged searchers didn't go over the general area where the remains were found. Arden examined the original remains, which included Levy's clothing, and determined she was a homicide. They still haven't got any idea how she was killed, who done it, they don't know crap. And how come I couldn't find any more about that Robert Blake thing, how about the LAPD maybe botching that thing? I'm real curious about you that. You know what I think they suffer from? I think they got a bad case of botulism. Because the LAPD botches every goddamn case that they touch. They just can't get it right. And, of course, you'll be ecstatic. You'll be squeezing yourself. You'll be so excited if he gets off like on some kind of technicality. You'll be ecstatic. Yes, you will. I might throw a party. Oh, it's time to vote. Now, let's see. I'm sure not voting for Debbie Boone, and you light up my life. I'll tell you that. I, I don't know what I'm voting for. Oh, come for, on. I don't either. This, this is, this a, tough is a tough list. Friday on my mind, the Easy Beats. That's one of my favorite. Knickerbockers and Lies. Oh, the pressure is too great. You know what? I can't stand it. Uh, Ooh, Terry people, Jacks. Oh, wait, wait a minute. People, I love you. How come he left off the word you off of people? I love it. It says I love. Must have been lost in the margin. I don't know. Hey, Eric, it was lost in the margins. The name of the song by people is I love you, not just I love, huh? Or maybe I, I just, love. That's all I wrote because I was writing so fast. And he actually spelled most of that is right. Nice going there, Eric, too. Uh, I better vote on here and get this thing going, you know, but I just I can't make up my mind. How about Seasons in the Sun and Terry Jacks? I guess <laughs> I not. I guess not. Uh, the seeds pushing too hard. That's a possibility. I'm not going to tell you what I voted for, but I just, I just uh, done right. it. I just done it. Did I'm you do it yet? I'm still thinking about it. No. He's thinking about it. Okay, now I'm clicking it. Okay, it's on there. You can vote. The coast is clear. All right, I voted. Okay, let me see what comes up. Oh, we got some votes on there already. Knickerbockers and Lies has got a pair. V-Light and Groove in a Heart has got one. 
favor. Well, there's only a couple of votes on there. It just went up this second, this moment. Conference debating bishops' accountability. Faced with the biggest scandal to confront the Catholic Church in the U.S., about 300 bishops from throughout the country converged in Dallas yesterday and began an unexpected debate about whether to punish bishops who protect sexually abusive priests. And you'll notice that the victims now, after those meetings yesterday, they're pushing them a lot farther than they wanted to go, which is good. They're holding their feet to the fire, so to speak. Bishop Wilton Gregory, president of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, will not predict how bishops might sanction themselves and did not cite any specific proposals, but... He said he expects the issue to be debated as the bishops discuss a new mandatory national policy aimed at preventing and responding to instances of sexual abuse of minors by priests. Conference leaders strongly suggested that the draft policy released last week would be toughened by week's end. The question of accountability of bishops is a burning issue, and I have every reason to believe that particular topic will receive significant debate, Gregory said. I clearly agree that topic will be a matter that needs discussion. The nation's bishops have gathered at a hotel in Dallas for an extraordinary meeting to discuss an extraordinary crisis. Over the last six months since details were reported of how the Archdiocese of Boston transferred to Reverend John Gagan, despite knowing he'd been accused of molesting boys, the scandal has engulfed the nation's largest religious denomination. The church's moral authority and its financial strength have been threatened, and advocates of reform from the left and the right have been clamoring for change, as in now. The church has declined to release overall statistics, but... Lawyers, newspapers, and interest groups have estimated that as many as 1,500 priests have molested children in the last five decades, and many bishops have failed to remove those priests from the ministry, and they all should be in jail. The ones that are still alive, put them in jail right now. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Do not get one free molestation. All of them in goddamn jail. And you know something? They can probably have a pretty good time in there. Well, maybe. Huh? Depends on who's in there with them. Maybe they can put them in, like, in one of those adolescent jails, huh? And they'd probably, they'd probably be volunteers. They'd probably be lined up to be in there on the inside, so to speak. 20 till noon at 560 WQM. Tom Lehman is doing it again. He's always doing it. He's a busy guy. It's Hallett's 2002 Neil Rogers Neil Deal blowout sale. So stop by Hallett Pontiac GMC and say, hey, Tom, what's that all about? You'll find it, of course, in the same great place where they've been taking good care of people and making great car deals for over 35 years. 13401 South Dixie Highway, that's on US 1 across from the falls. So right now, the big uh, Neil deal is going on where the lowest sale price is marked right on the invoice on all 2002 cars and trucks in stock. And you can choose either 1.9% financing or up to a $3,500 rebate. Check out the complete line of GMC SUVs, including the Envoy, voted by Motor Trend as SUV of the year, and see the all-new Vibe while you'll be there. Vibe's got the power of a sports car at just a fraction of the price. And when it comes to dependable pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, as always, Hallett's got an unbeatable selection of those. If you were turned down for credit by any other car dealer anywhere in South Florida or any place else, have no fear because Hallett is here. They'll work you a deal. It's the 2002 Neil Rogers Deal Blowout Sale going on right now at Hallett Pontiac. For more information, you can call the Neil Rogers Neil Deal Hotline. How many times did you get me to say Neil Deal in there? About 45? Neil Deal. Fitty? one 534 That's the number to call. one 534 They are unbeatable at Hallett Pontiac GMC where they are. Ted Kaplan, weeknights at 10 on Sports Radio 560 QAM. If I had the teeth, damn it, I'd kick my own ass outside. My religion's better than your religion. Yes. My religion's better than yours. My beliefs are what's required to avoid a lake of fire. My religion's better than yours. My religion's better than your religion. My religion's better than yours. My religion advocates bigotry and racial hate. My religion's better than yours. Are you going to 
religion's better than your religion. My religion's better than yours. What we like about it best, I fondle boys and wear a dress. My religion's better than yours. My religion is much better than your religion. My religion is much better than yours. We have no respect for women. Drive a cab to make a living. My religion's better than yours. My religion's better than yours. Religion. My religion's better better than yours. Chupahabra, spooky ghost. We slaughter pigs and dogs and goats. My religion's better than yours. My religion's better than your religion. My religion's better than yours. Yeah, we wear beanies and pigtails and never ever pay retail. My religion's better than yours. My religion's better than your religion. My religion's better than yours. We knock on doors to bother you like fuller blush to skew our views. My religion's better than yours. My religion's better than your religion. My religion's much better than yours. We wear ties and ride our bikes and get to marry lots of wives. My religion's better than yours. My religion's better than your religion. My religion's better than yours. We don't want to use our brains. We're mindless when things are parade. My religion's better than yours. You know, I don't want to say we look like a little idiot on the floor. God! Now, who's, who spelled it like that with ease? It's still Me. not right, by the way. Eric is He's trying to figure things. It's, there's people voting continuously, and it's very tough. Very tough what? To change it while people are voting. Oh, he, but he did change it, but it's still wrong. Oh. oh. It's I-T-C-H, itch. Oh, itch. Y-C-O-O. Oh, oh! Itchy Coop Park. Still my fault. We had two E's on there in the first place because uh, George is illiterate, and now we got Icky, uh, well, he'll yeah, change How the hell you spell Itchy Coo? I just got through telling you. I know, but who knows I-T-C-H-Y-C-O-O. Well, if you don't know, you ask. more fun to guess. No, it's not. You're illiterate. That's a great song, by the way. I just mentioned I didn't vote for it, but it's a great song. Somebody just faxed this into us from the Washington Post. We never realized that Representative Bob Barr, the Georgia Republican who was so, so despised Bill Clinton that he demanded his impeachment before the Monica Lewinsky scandal, was such a delicate hothouse flower. Well, it turns out that Barr was deeply hurt by all those slings and arrows during his 1998 ordeal as a Republican impeachment manager. Barr was so wounded, in fact, that he's filed suit in Washington federal court against the former president, Clinton loyalist James Carville, and politically active pornographer Larry Flint, seeking compensatory damages in excess of $30 million for loss of reputation and emotional distress and injury in his person and property allegedly caused by these three, whom Barr claims conspired to hinder the plaintiff in the lawful discharge of his duties. Oh, my God. When Barr's normally media-friendly lawyer, Judicial Watch President Larry Clayman, initially declined to comment on the lawsuit, we sensed that something highly unusual was afoot. The suit was filed very quietly back in March, but didn't come to light until yesterday when Flint issued a press release. Maybe Barr, who was mum yesterday, thought the publicity wouldn't help his tough primary race against Republican John Linder, another Republican incumbent, in their freshly redrawn congressional district. Defendant Flint, Flint, meanwhile, declared this time Barr has kicked the wrong dog. 
Defendant Carville told us to call this suit frivolous would be to elevate the status of frivolous. Clinton's attorney, David Kendall, said the claims have no legal merit and will be defended vigorously. In due course, the strangely reticent claimant said, I don't wish to comment on the substance of the case. However, it is serious, and the congressman is confident of prevailing, said the right-wing asshole. How do you like that, huh? What a pussy. Yeah. Oh, he's going to sue me now. Focus on the family, uh, judicial watch, all these right-wing wacko groups. have got all these very uh, goody-two-shoes-sounding names, you know. All a bunch of fascist maniacs. Now, look what's our polls got to vote. Now, how do you change? I still got it spelled wrong. It's Chiku Park. We'll get it right. At least we got a couple letters right anyway. Contours, Do You Love Me, has got four. Thomas Dolby, She Blinded Me With Science, which you laughed and scoffed at that. Yeah. That's got four. Tied for number one so far. You laughed your ass off at that. Speaking of music, Herald reports two musicians have filed a lawsuit against Britney Spears claiming that two songs on her multi-platinum second album, Oops, I Did Again, were based on a tune they wrote. Philadelphia songwriters Michael Cottrell and Lawrence Wynowski, W-N-U-K-O-W-S-K, how the hell do you say that? Don't know. Lawrence Nukowski claim in the lawsuit that they wrote, recorded, and copyrighted a song called What You See Is What You Get in late 1999 and submitted it to one of Spears' representatives for consideration on a future album. The song was rejected, the lawsuit says, but the musicians claim that the 20-year-old pop singer later released two songs, What You See Is What You Get and Can't Make You Love Me, that were virtually identical to the song they submitted. The lawsuit filed Friday in U.S. District Court in Philadelphia named Spears, Zomba Recording Corporation, Jive Records, Wright Entertainment Group, and BMG Music Publishing. A call to Spears Publishers was not returned. Immediately returned. How'd you guess? Uh, just lucky. The liner notes for Oops, I Did It Again credit both songs to several writers and producers at Sharon Studios, the Swedish recording studio that also wrote hits for the Backstreet Boys and Stink and the unctuous Canadian Celine Dion. <laughs> oh, brother. Speaking of music, guess who's making a comeback? Vanilla Ice. The King is making a comeback. There's no hyphen in Ichiku, by the way. (laughs) Poor Eric, he keeps changing it. It's all George's fault, by the way. Don't blame Eric. (laughs) I didn't tell him nothing about the hyphen. Yeah, there's no hyphen. There's no gryphon and there's no hyphen. It's all one word. You've got it spelled right now. Just take the hyphen out and you'll have it. Nice going, Eric. Oh! Yeah, that probably was the problem. A dance remix of A Little Less Conversation, which Presley performed in 1968 film, A Live a Little, A Love a Lot, has been drawing brisk sales and heavy radio airplay in Britain since it was released. There's a single on Monday. And The King is back. He'd been dead for a 100 years, and The King is back. They can't keep him down. The recording is expected to top the British singles charts next week, breaking the long-running tie between Presley and the Beatles for the most number one hits in the U.K., which currently stands at 17 apiece, an RCA spokesman said. Guess who's going to break that, by the way, very soon? I give up. Westlife. Hmm. Well, I'm I'm just telling you, I'm not asking for a commentary. I don't care whether you like them or don't like them. I'm just telling you they're going to break the record. Okay. Soon. The original version of the song reached number 69 on the U.S. singles charts in 1968 and failed to chart at all in Britain. Isn't that amazing? In other words, it was a stiff. I don't even remember. Do you? No, not at all. A little less conversation. But the record books will contain an asterisk as the new recording takes some liberties with the song as it was originally performed by the King. The updated version of A Little Less Conversation adds a minute-long electronic introduction, uh, surrounds Presley's vocals with new rhythms and beats, and extends the song with dance loops and techno tracks. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Talk about phony baloney. They can do that with any song. Sure. If you hear the first man, in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if Disney's going to start playing Elvis now. 
At least it'd be a good variety from that same 20 songs he's playing. If you hear the first minute of the song, you'd have no idea that it's Elvis. It sounds like a techno song, says RCA General Manager Richard Sanders. And when you hear his voice kick in, it's like, oh, my, that's Elvis. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, like that. Sanders says it marks the first contemporary remix of uh, Presley's music allowed by RCA, a unit of Bertelsmann AG's a BMG. RCA owns rights to the original master recordings of Presley's entire catalog, the spokesman said. The six-minute-plus recording, six minutes plus. Yeah. Oh, boy, we can kill some good time with that on this show. And guess where I'll be able to get it, no doubt? Amsterdam. You must be psychic. It says the six-minute-plus recording is the work of popular Amsterdam-based DJ and pro uh, producer JXL. He was licensed by RCA and Elvis Presley Enterprises to remix the song for the soundtrack to Nike's $90 million worldwide ad campaign tied to the World Cup soccer tournament. The full-length remix, a three-minute version edited for radio, and the original version of the song are all contained on a single, which is due for release in the U.S. on June 25th. Boy, I'm sure going to go out and buy that right away, aren't you? Right now. June 25th, that's only like uh, less than two weeks away. The original song also appeared last year on the soundtrack to the hit movie Ocean's Eleven, which starred George Clooney and Brad Pitt, who still looks pretty good but still can't act. What the hell was that movie I saw a little bit of with him the other day? Um, the River Runs Deep? Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Craig Sheffer was in that movie with Brad Pitt where he played his brother. And Craig Sheffer by that time had gotten a terminal case of the uglies, and his eyes were not only like bloodshot and like uh, raccoon eyes, but like his whole face was coming apart, Craig Sheffer. Yes. The river run, uh, run and... The uh, river runs through it. I beg your pardon? The river runs through it. I think that's a, a Robert river Redford runs movie, too. Robert Redford was in that movie? No, he directed it. Oh. Well, anyway, to make a long story short, Brad Pitt dies in the end. He falls in. He's a swimmer. I mean, he's fishing, and he dies. I thought he got I... killed by the bear. No. Did he? That might have been a different movie. Oh. Presley's likely to return to the charts again this fall when RCA releases a one-CD collection of 30 of his number one hits to commemorate the 25th anniversary of his death. Oh, gee, I didn't realize that. This falls the 25th anniversary of Elvis's death. The album title, Elvis 30 Number One Hits, is due out September 24th in the U.S. I hope you're marking these dates down on the calendar. Right now. He died August 16th, 1977 in Memphis, Tennessee at age 44. And I'm going to say it again. Anybody who goes to Graceland is an asshole. Needs a life. Needs mental help. That includes all those guys who called in about, when we do it, about four years ago? Right. Never forget that Graceland. show down there on the second floor. When the phones weren't working, just like today, as a matter of fact. Here we are, four and a half years later, and the phones are still screwed up at QAM. Now, they're working because I see one is lit up. Right. You see that line number two? Hello? You got the pot open, Robert? It is now. Hello? Hello? Hey, I just want to... Uh... See? I was going to take one call today. They had their chance. 1156 at 560 WQM. Here's the number to call, 954-916-8880. That number will put you in touch with Jeff Cohen and the food experts over there at the Pizza Loft, the world-famous place. Jeff Cohen is the master when it comes to putting together delicious Italian goodies and giving you big, big, fresh portions at affordable prices. Every Monday is lasagna night at the Loft. Every Tuesday is eggplant night. You buy one of these dinners on these nights. Get the second one for only five bucks. Wednesday, kids eat free with adults. They can see Jeff's famous magic show. Thursdays, like tonight, it's bike night at the Loft. Come on a motorcycle. Squirt, squirt. And Jeff will come out with a cloth. Buy one dinner, get the second for half price. Pizza Loft's got combination dinners, so you can try a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and maybe and get some of those great garlic rolls, man. Those are just, I wish I weren't diabetic, for many reasons, but especially so I could just eat like dozens of those. The best garlic rolls in the world, three different kinds of great pizza, all kinds of great Italian chicken dishes and veal and seafood. 
Calzone, Super Subs. Jeff has got it all for you. And because the prices are so reasonable, you can take the whole gang back again and again. The uh, Pizza Loft, the uh, Broward, original Broward location is on University Drive, right near Armadillo Cafe, as a matter of fact, Kitty Corner behind Pier 1 Imports between 595 and Griffin Road and the Pizza Loft Plaza with acres of free parking. And the brand-new location will be Corner Knob Hill and Sunrise and Plantation opening the end of the summer. Did you ever tell us when? No. Well, go so, by to Pizza Loft and say, hey, Jim. It's the Marlins take on the Tampa Bay Devil Rays tomorrow. Coverage gets underway at 6.30 on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Well, now I do believe it be the 1 to 12 hour. This song's about my education gripes. I sleep all day. And my homeroom bites. One time I woke up and started taking tests, and then I think I took an SAT. And that's about the time I said enough for me. My GPA was somewhere near point three. Learn all I want to watching TV shows. What the hell are SATs? My friends say I should fear my grades. What's my grades again? What's my grades again? Then later on, on the bus home, my teacher called from her cell phone. She told my parents all. She said, I thought I'd feel I knew that this was jeopardy for me. And that's the point my mom and dad just looked at me. I said, what teacher said just could not be. Then suddenly a thought had come to me. I'm gonna get those A's and B's by hacking their computer C's. What's my grades again? What's my grades again? F, U. Twelve minutes after, uh, what is it? Two minutes after twelve. Well, I'll put them together. We'll get whatever you want. So here's a fax. I'm a little bit off, uh, off the beam here because of this one fax, and I had to look it up. Again, somebody very emphatic, very emphatic. Mm-hmm. I wonder what story they're talking about. It says hearing a story like that makes me sick. I almost had to turn the radio off. The baby story. The oh, it must be about the yeah, the baby the story. Baby made me uh, sick also. But then he writes on here, Faith No More, question mark. They had hits midlife crisis, which still gets radio play. How can they be a one-hit wonder? What about easy? They need to be removed. Well, guess what? No. No, they're not going to be removed because you're wrong. Faith No More had one hit. Epic was number nine in 1990. They had no other chart hits. None. Zero. Zippity-doo-dah. Ready for that? I got it. We talked about it. Rock group from San Francisco, Faith No More. I mean, the other songs may have been played on the radio. You may have liked them, but were they uh, on the uh, charts? Uh, no. No. So sorry. And how come I never mentioned this? Shocking. Because I saw it on TV. must have slipped my mind. McDonald's adds spam to the menu. Did you see that? Uh, uh, yeah. But only in Hawaii. Sure. It's big there. The 78 McDonald's restaurants in Hawaii are adding a new um, menu item that's as much an American icon as the burger chain itself. Spam. Oh. <laughs> I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. <laughs> Couldn't say it. God, the idea that they're they're serving something that comes in a can. More than three thousand portions of low sodium spam, scrambled egg, and rice were served in a single day during a test run of the meal, according to Milani Okazaki. That's right, Okazaki, McDonald's local mar- marketing manager. I'm not sure why it's taken so long. Okazaki said of the spam breakfast, which he said is offered at no other McDonald's in the world, only in Hawaii. So I guess they want to keep the population as big and porked up as uh, so many of those sumo-looking guys are, and women. Porky. Do you ever see those, uh, what do they call when they have those those luau kind of uh, those shows they put on? Right. Almost all of them are like Porky. I'm not saying there aren't a lot of beautiful people in Hawaii, because there are. 
But they don't get involved in those shows, I guess. But they like their porky over there. They're busy getting laid. They like their pork, though. Eminem has received death threats from supporters of Osama Yamama bin Laden, according to reports who say Eminem may be getting a little too porky himself, I guess. The video for his new hit single, Without Me, shows the rap singer making fun of the terror warlord by wearing a beard and robes and dancing around as Bin Shady. His joke is believed to have offended Bin Laden's al-Qaeda network, and U.S. intelligence agents have informed Eminem that a bounty has been placed on his head. A source told the Daily Star Eminem has had no choice but to take the threat very seriously. He's hired more professional bodyguards to protect him and updated his home security system. He's even consulted a specialist in counterterrorism on what precautions to take. The Detroit stars often courted controversy with references to sex, drugs, and violence in his songs. In the past, he's been convicted of carrying concealed weapon and claims to take ecstasy while on stage. And believe me, it doesn't help. He still can't sing a lick. He maybe can lick it, but he can't sing. And annoys the crap out of me. I don't know about you, but he annoys the crap out of me. He's buggy. He, he was, you know, in the beginning, he was amusing. You know what I mean? He was amusing. Like Weird Al, kind of amusing. But as time wore on, he became more and more obnoxious and more and more like, hey, we don't need to see him no more. I'd rather see Afro Man any day. <laughs> huh? How about Eminem with an Afro? That sounds good. In fact, he may soon get one from the sound of it. Thomas Dolby, she blinded me with science, is number one with that. Well, see, this just, is just so spread me. out. Huh? I'm sure just to spite me. 103 votes on a poll, and it's so spread out that we got no nobody uh, more than Yine so far. I mean, Debbie Boone got five. Well, does that surprise? Look, if it was number one for ten weeks, somebody must have liked it. Yeah, but I didn't think we had those people in the audience. Maybe we have five women listening. I'm sure that no man would vote for Debbie Boone, and you let up my life. No real man Ugh. would vote, even me. Contours, do you love me, got seven. The Small Faces, Ichiku Park, spelled right. Oh! Has got the six. Rick Derringer, Rock and Roll Hoochie Koo, has got five, as does Debbie Boone, and you light up my, and the Buggles, a video killed the radio star, even though we don't have the one that George wants me to. And I got news for it, that what, what you heard is what you get. I'll find it. I'm not gonna go out and buy no more Buggles, okay? If you wanna download it and, uh, you know, steal it, I mean, uh, borrow it, that's up to you. USA Today, Judy Keene and Lawrence McQuillan write today. The announcement Monday that U.S. officials had nabbed an alleged al-Qaeda terrorist who had planned to explode a radioactive dirty bomb in the U.S.A. meshed neatly with President Bush's agenda. It came four days after Bush proposed a Homeland Security Department in his cabinet and ten days after he began describing a doctrine of preemptive military strikes against countries that threaten the U.S. It seemed to add impetus to his argument that Saddam Hussein must be ousted before Iraq sells weapons of mass destruction to terrorists. But some people, especially some Democrats, wondered Tuesday whether the arrest announcement dovetailed a little too tidily with Bush's agenda. Those questions were fueled by the fact that the announcement came a month after Abdullah al-Muhajir's arrest May 8th, and by reports Tuesday that he had no radioactive material, no concrete plan, and no target. Other than that, he was pretty dangerous. It would just be interesting to know why any particular day is chosen more than a month after the fact to make an announcement, especially an announcement of this magnitude, said Mark Melman, a Democratic pollster. Other Democrats in Washington said the same thing privately. Bush's stage managing of public pronouncements to serve his goals is a technique every president's used. Trying to dominate news coverage to remind voters that he and fellow Republicans are leading the war on terror is a perquisite of a day presidency. White House spokesman Ari Fleischer said Tuesday that the dirty bomb threat was not overstated. It was described accurately. He said at times like this, the initial reports immediately lurched to the worst-case scenario. Fleischer said the timing had nothing to do with Bush's announcement last week of the proposed Homeland Security Department. Attorney General John Ashcroft announced the arrest Monday from Moscow, where he was meeting with Russian officials on unrelated matters. We have disrupted an unfolding terrorist plot, he said. It wasn't long before Bush and his top aides were 
making the link between the arrest and the administration's priorities on the war on terrorism. Grave threats are accumulating against us, and inaction will only bring them closer, Vice President Cheney said, in between heartbeats. In a speech Tuesday in Kansas City, Bush said, these shadowy terrorists could hook up with a nation that's got weapons of mass destruction, the nations that I label the axis of evil, the evil doers. Late Tuesday, administration officials said Ashcroft went too far in his description of the dirty bomb threat, providing a reminder that message management can be tricky. If Bush is seen as trying to gain political edge from the threat of terrorism, Americans could lose confidence in him. There's enough of a pattern that this administration, despite protests to the contrary, makes political calculations every day, Melman says. Was this one? I can't say. He says Bush risks creating the impression that he's playing the kind of Washington games he pledged to avoid. It may come back to haunt him, he says. Americans, however, are not disenchanted with Bush. Polls show that three and four approve of the job that he's doing. In the USA Today, CNN Gallup poll last weekend, one in three said they thought the timing of Bush's announcement of a new Homeland Security Department was based on politics. Similar numbers said the same thing when President Clinton ordered missile strikes against suspected terrorist targets in Afghanistan and Sudan during the Monica Lewinsky scandal. Jim Steinberg, who was a deputy national security advisor to Clinton, approves of Bush's plan to create a Homeland Security Department, doesn't care whether politics played a part in that decision or not. He says, whatever gets somebody to the right place to do the right thing, that's a good thing. Okay? You make up your own mind. If you have one. Remember that Abby killing? Yeah. Oh, you ought to see this guy. Here's, here's a, well, yeah, see, that's not fair. Picture of his driver's license. Everybody's picture on their driver's license. I, I, I've never seen anybody look good on their driver's license. Have you? Yeah, me. Too bad you don't look good in person. I know. I wish. The man who killed two monks and wounded two others at Roman Catholic Abbey before killing himself had been upset with the church over his divorce, the AP learned yesterday. See, we're looking for a reason, right? There you go. Investigators have been struggling to undercover information about 71-year-old Lloyd Roberts Jeffress as they search for a motive in his attack on Conception Abbey, a rural monastery in northwest Missouri, in Conception. Jeffress' first victim, Brother Damian Larson, pleaded for his life before Jeffress shot him. Abbot Gregory Poland said yesterday, he said, no, no, and Jeffers just plugged him with a rifle, Poland said, just like, just like that. Jeffers' daughter and brother said he'd been upset at the way he was treated by the church after his divorce. A source close to the investigation told the AP on the condition, of course, of anonymity. The source didn't know when Jeffers and his wife were married or divorced and could not elaborate on how the church allegedly mistreated Jeffers. Officials were trying to locate his former wife. The Abbey, about 90 miles north of Kansas City, reopened yesterday. Bells at the Abbey's Basilica tolled at 8.40 a.m. Tuesday, exactly 24 hours after the bloodshed began. The bell sounded once for each year that the two slain monks had been there. The Reverend Philip Schuster spent 51 of his 85 years at the Abbey. Larson, 64, had been there for 32 years. Well, a lot of strange stuff going on, including that confab in Dallas. So this is a tough question. What is the best way uh, to handle this for the good of, of everybody? I'll say more fundamental than that is we still don't know how many priests may actually be in that particular situation anyway. Is maybe from what you heard. Now, are you believing that she blinded me with science crap with 14 votes? No. No. I think I might even just take that one off of there when we get through with this poll. I mean, that, that's okay. just ridiculous. Twelve minutes past noon at 560 WQM. You've heard me talking about getting yourself a big one. Everybody wants a big one. Men, women, they want to have something big. Like a paycheck, of course, is probably one of the most important things. One of. In four short months, you can have a big paycheck and you can start making enough money to like live a life. The demand for certified computer professionals is through the roof. So pick up the phone and call the good folks at Fast Train. Ask away. They'll answer all your questions. They'll be ecstatic to talk to you. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN because summer classes are forming right now. 
And if you call now, you can be certified in a brand new career before summer's end. Fast Train offers you Microsoft certified instructors for convenient locations, including that brand new campus in Kendall we'd be telling you about, job placement assistance, day and evening classes too. For those individuals whose job was affected after 9-11, Fast Train is an operation paycheck training provider. So call Fast Train at 866-FAST-TRAIN now or check them out on the World Wide Web at FastTrain.com. And like I said only seconds ago, Fast Train can have you certified and ready for a brand new money-making career in as little as four months. So kiss that dead-end job of yours goodbye and get yourself a real life. Call Fast Train today, toll-free at 1-866. The Joe and Mark Show, overnights on Sports Radio 560. QAM. Oh, Forget that, honey. How's about a date? Uh-uh. I ain't gonna take that chance. Mm. Not if you keep coming in last. Is that why you don't go out with me? You ain't too slow. You can't compete. Well, I may be slow on the street, but I shall be fast on my feet. Five sixty WQM. The Mad Dog will be on at one. Hank at three. And then we got uh, well after that. Uh, you know, I think maybe you're making another premature evaluation, just like you did with uh, Soft Cell and Tainted Love. All right. Because if you'll if you'll take a peek at VH1 in their top twenty one hit wonders, guess what's in there? Now you tell me that uh, you don't like this recording. No, I'll, I'll get the real one by tomorrow. I heard you on my wireless back in 52 Lying awake in tents and tuning in on you If I was young it didn't stop you coming through Oh, oh They took the credit for your close. second symphony It's what? It's not even close. It's him, but it's a, it's a horrible remake. Well, so will you bring in a real one? Now, you know what I should have done today? Because at the beginning of the show, if you missed the beginning, well, shame on you. I played the entire winner from yesterday which I thought right. was pretty damn nice of me. I played Thin Lizzie and the Boys Are Back in Town, the original version, but I didn't play any of uh, this, which you thought was pretty damn good, so I'm a little bit suspect at this point. The yeah. tribute to Thin Lizzie with artists from Ozzy Osbourne and Alice Cooper and Foreigner and uh, Bad Company. And, it ain't like uh, the original, but it was adequate. Huh? I give it about okay. a six and a half on a scale of 93. It's okay, but the original is always the best. Usually. I tried telling that to Paul Castronova. The original all, all, always the best. He went blim, blim, like that. That was when I saw him at the uh, Sawgrass Mall that night. 
Look at that. She blinded me with science. 16 votes. Vicky Sue Robinson, turn the beat around. Turn your meat around. Eight. Small faces. Itchy Coop Park's got eight. Oh. In spite of all those problems, I'm happy with that. And how come I just took the disc out of there when we got Vicky Sue Robinson on there? Let's pump her up a little bit, huh? You're not going to like that. Why not? Because it's disco. It's a fag song. Who said I didn't like disco? Well, I don't know, but it's a fag song. Yeah, well. You fags know your music. That's because we make most of it. Either sing it or produce it or play it or diddle with it or write it. Dance to it. Dance to it. Listen to it. Design the clothes that people uh, dance to it in. Yes. Stuff like that. Okay, that's enough. That sure wouldn't get my vote. I mean, I like it, but it wouldn't get my vote, you know, on this list. There's a lot no. of really good stuff on this list. And neither would the Thomas Dolby get I mean, not, not even close. It wouldn't even cross my mind to vote for that, you know. But then again, there's a lot of people out there with bad taste. We already know that. We can't help that. Five held in shoe bomber probe. Paris, France. Five people have been detained by French police for questioning over their possible connection with Richard C. Reed, the alleged transatlantic shoe bomber. Reed is currently awaiting trial in the U.S. for allegedly trying to set off a bomb hidden in his footwear during that flight from Paris to Miami on December 22, 2001. The five suspects reported by the AP to be two Pakistanis and three North Afrikaners were detained after an operation in Paris uh, yesterday. They're being questioned by counter-espionage services, the direct, what is it, Direction de la Surveillance des Territoires, about what, what they know of Reed's stay in Paris. Oh, I, uh, don't get me started with the French. The interviews are part of a broader anti-terror investigation presided over by Judge Jean-Louis Brunier. Reed was overpowered by passengers and crew while uh, we all know that. Okay, so they got five assholes in uh, custody, and they're grilling them. And hopefully they're beating the crap out of them, too, okay? torturing them, things like that, that we're so much uh, too civilized to be doing. Well, that article I had a couple of weeks ago about the uh, country club that we're running down there at Gitmo, that just frosts my ass. You ought to be threatening like, to, to burn out their uh, eyeballs, you know what? Okay, with a magnifying glass. No, no, seriously. They ought to be threatened to do, I mean, you name it. Sudan has picked up a member of an al-Qaeda terrorist cell who's believed to have tried to shoot down a U.S. plane with shoulder-fired missiles in Saudi Arabia, U.S. officials told CNN yesterday. The officials said the man, a Sudanese national who spent some time in Saudi Arabia, claimed to have penetrated security at the highly guarded Prince Sultan Air Base and tried to fire a missile at a U.S. military plane. The FBI issued an intelligence bulletin warning of the potential targeting of commercial aircraft in the U.S. by terrorists armed with shoulder-fired missiles after investigators last month concluded al-Qaeda operatives might have tried to shoot down a U.S. military plane at the remote desert base. On May 10th, CNN reported the discovery earlier in the month of an expended Russian-made SA-7 shoulder-fired surface-to-air missile tube and parts inside a security fence at Saudi uh, base, and officials said Wednesday they believed the man was responsible for them. Two weeks ago, CNN reported a May 22 FBI bulletin that said subsequent investigations suggest that the discovery is likely related to al-Qaeda targeting efforts against U.S.-led forces on the Arabian Peninsula. U.S. officials would not say whether U.S. law enforcement authorities had access to the detained man or where he was being held. In other words, they're not saying nothing. Meanwhile, in Dallas... They may feel worthless, useless, and unloved. How do you like that, huh? I mean, this, if there was ever such a thing, the definitive dog and pony show, this is it. This is exactly what's going on right now. It's called CYA, baby, covering your big fat pimply ass. 
And how far do we have to go to try to make it look good, like we really care to cover up this goddamn uh, child molesting fag club that we've been having going on here for like the since the beginning of recorded time, since the first boy stepped uh, forward to be counted? Speaking of that, speaking of counting, New York Times big article today: Roman Catholic Church faces questions about finances as if they don't have enough other problems. After spending the past six months fending off accusations that had covered up allegations of sexual abuse by priests, the American Roman Catholic Church now faces a new wave of scrutiny about how its finances are handled, particularly because of the large and confidential settlements that dioceses have reached with victims of that abuse. In other words, hush money, payoffs. In fact, some big donors to the church are leveling the same sorts of complaints that the abuse victims and their supporters have made, that a church run in such secrecy for decades needs to be more open in its decision-making and more accountable for the consequences of those decisions. Recent reports of accounting cover-ups, most notably in Milwaukee and Palm Beach, Florida, have only drawn more attention to the inability or refusal of many dioceses to disclose where their money comes from or where it has gone. His children... And the therapy continues to go through. 26 past noon at 560 WQAM. Oleum adds a spectacular new product. More and more people are popping it in their puss because it's the best way to get olive oil into your system. I mean, you can smear it on your feet. You can drink it out of the bottle. You can smear it onto your food. But the best way to get the purest olive oil that money can buy is just pop a couple of Oleomed capsules in your puss. And Oleomed's got a complete line of capsules now for different parts of your health. It contains vitamins and minerals and herbals, while it also has the best olive oil on the face of the globe to help, like I said, different aspects of the body. They have one product to help your prostate, one for your heart, for your blood pressure and your cholesterol, one to promote health in your circulatory system, your digestive, your endocrine system, your skin and bones, even your mind, all using the benefits of pharmaceutical-grade olive oil. And Oleomed's got products for men and ladies as well. Pick up some Oleomed today. You'll find it at Walgreens, Whole Food Markets, Navarro Pharma Pharmacy in Sedano's, too, or just call them. And ask away. They'll answer all your questions about this exciting new product. Call 1-866-OLEOMED. That's 1-866-OLEOMED. Order their products right off their website if that's uh, the easy way for you to do it. OLEOMED. What is it? Sports, Sports Radio 560. Oh. QAM. Neil God. I used to think that I could not be home. They would keep quiet cause I'm a star Jesus Christ And now the years have passed for copping fields As long as grass is on the playing field If I can see it Then I can do if I just believe it, then they're mature hips. I'm a big pedophile. I believe I can touch her thigh. You can see it on videotape. Don't care I'm more than twice her age. And if her parents come home, you see me running through that open door. I'm a big pedophile. I'm a big pedophile. I'm a big pedophile. All right. 1231 at 560 WQM. Don't forget to log on to QM.com. Start playing the Toyota Baseball Trivia Challenge. Weekly prizes include golf for four at Chula's. The grand prize will be a trip for two to New York over Liberty Weekend to see the Marlins and the Mets. So log on and start playing at WQAM.com. So, hey. 
Yes. Want to hear that Elvis song? We got it? That remix? Coco Brian just sent it to me. Oh. Okay, that's enough. Yeah, isn't it? A lot of noise is what it sounds like to me. Uh-huh. Just a lot of noise with, like, Elvis mumbling in the background. American Jose Padilla, accused of plotting to detonate a radioactive dirty bomb in the U.S., traveled to a Central Asian country in April looking to buy radioactive materials, Pakistani intelligence and government officials said today. The officials who spoke, of course, like everybody in the world, on a condition of anonymity, said at least two associates of Padilla are now in custody in Pakistan, and FBI agents are questioning them at an undisclosed location and hopefully beating them uh, silly. One was identified as Benjamin Ahmad Mohammed, but officials would not give any of the nationalities. The official said at least a half dozen American cities were believed among the 300 al-Qaeda suspects. What is it? At least a half dozen American citizens were believed about to be among the 300 al-Qaeda suspects handed over to the U.S. by Pakistan in the past six months. The hunt for the Brooklyn-born Padilla, 31, also known as Abdullah al-Muhajir, began after the arrest in March of Osama Yamama bin Laden's lieutenant Abu Zabeda. The official said Zabeda is currently in U.S. custody and spilling the beans. Padilla apparently had been assigned by Zubeda to explore the possibility of causing maximum damage to Americans, intelligence officials said, also on condition of anonymity. We had received information from the FBI in April that some al-Qaeda men were planning attacks in the U.S. The same information was shared with us by the CIA, and intense weeks-long efforts led to his arrest, said a senior government official who spoke under the condition of... Anonymity? Good guess. Authorities began to track Padilla in early April after the FBI provided photos of the former Chicago gang member to Pakistan's spy agency, Inner Services uh, Intelligence, the official said, the ISI. Using false documents and aliases, Padilla traveled to an undisclosed uh, Central Asian country in April, the official said. They wouldn't say how long he remained in Central Asia, nor whom he contacted. The official said Padilla returned to Pakistan and left Karachi in late April, early May for Zurich, Switzerland. U.S. authorities have said Padilla made trips from Switzerland to and from Egypt before flying to Chicago, where he was arrested May 8th. Pakistani officials are expanding their search for more Padilla associates in the deeply conservative tribal areas along the Afghan border, where many al-Qaeda fugitives are believed to have taken refuge. The FBI is particularly interested in finding five Arab women, seven children, and several al-Qaeda men believed to have close contacts with Zubeda and Padilla. Pakistani sources speaking on condition of anonymity said U.S. and Pakistani agents raided an Islamic cleric's home in the northwest frontier province this week looking for the women and children, but didn't find anybody yet. They're looking. And yes. the leader of a Pembroke Pines mosque said yesterday that the alleged dirty bomb plot wasn't hatched in Broward County, thank God, an assertion backed up by federal agents who said detainee Jose Padilla con- contacted al-Qaeda operatives after leaving the U.S. in 1998. Wait till you hear the last sentence in this story. You'll pee in your pants. I want to make sure that there's nothing like that going on here, said Moulana Shafayet Mohammed, prayer leader at Darul Uloom Islamic Institute. I just like a clean operation. I don't even want to smell things like that around. You don't want to smell it. Padilla is the third terrorism suspect linked to Darul Uloom. He studied the Koran there. Two other Broward men accused this year with plotting a bombing campaign in South Florida worshipped at Darul Uloom, one of about 20 Muslim mosques in Broward and Dade counties. But that, Mohammed said, is pure coincidence. We are the largest Muslim congregation in South Florida, Mohammed said. I think people may want to use this as a scapegoat. We don't tolerate radicals. We're a peaceful group. The only common factor among the three is that they just passed through our mosque, Mohammed said. Federal sources told the Herald on Wednesday that while Padilla was clearly involved with the South Florida Muslim community, it remains unclear when he turned from moderate Islamic beliefs to an extreme doctrine that led him to allegedly plot a bombing. The difficult part for us now is to... And, of course, you do realize he became a uh, Muslim while he was in jail? No, I did not. Oh, yeah. 
Jose Padilla became whatever the hell he is now. What's his name? Mahmoud uh, Schmeckel, uh, whatever he is. The difficult part for us now is to determine which of the many people that came in contact with hold those views, let alone whether or not there are links to Al-Qaeda, one source said. The FBI has found no connection between Padilla and the September 11th hijackers, several of whom lived in Broward County. All the evidence that there were links to Al-Qaeda is from his trips abroad, one source said. Padilla's interest in Islam was apparent when he worked at a Davy Taco Bell in 1992, following his release from Broward County Jail, where he served 10 months after a road range incident. His former boss was Mohammed Javed, co-founder of the School of Islamic Studies at Broward and Sunrise. Javed said when Padilla told him he was thinking about converting, he advised Padilla to look in the yellow pages for an Islamic center. He didn't tell me when he and his girlfriend, Sheree Maria Stultz, converted, but I learned they had accepted Islam into their life, Javed said. He seemed to be a joiner, and he was poor. He worked at the Davy Taco Bell. Do we know where that is? No. In June 94, Jose Padilla officially became known as Ibrahim, following a hearing before Broward Circuit Judge John Frusciante at the courthouse in Fort Lauderdale. Padilla prayed and studied at the rule Ulum from 1995 to 97. Mohammed remembers Padilla as Ibrahim, no longer the troublemaker of his earlier days, but a quiet young man who always wore the traditional Muslim scarf favored by Palestinian leader Yasser Amafard. A photograph released by the school shows Padilla posing with friends, a red scarf draped over his head, a shmata, as the Chinese call it. The headdress is the type you see in Palestine. You don't see it in the U.S., Mohammed said. Padilla attended Saturday morning sessions for the recently converted after a while just disappearing from the scene. Nine men and three women made up the group. Women are not uncommon for the Pembroke Prime Institute because of its liberal bent, Mohammed said. And here comes, here comes the best part of this story. Whoever did, whoever did what, they never did it here, Mohammed said. People know they can't do any foolishness here. And I'm thinking to myself, right, like the 19 hijackers. They can't do any foolishness there in South Florida. Right? I think he was referring to his mosque. I see. I didn't know he wore one. Maybe he knows the Lone Ranger. Oh, I got a great story about masks, by the way. I'll save it for tomorrow. You see that story that you faxed me about those British kids that uh, did the hold-up? <laughs> yeah. And they forgot to make holes in their masks? <laughs> Only the Brits, man. Only the silly, silly, silly-ass Brits would come up with something like that. God almighty. All you people listening in England, by the way, we love you, but you are silly. Make no mistake about it. And, and, and by the way, they have these amazing things called dentists. 21, and, and an even more amazing thing called a toothbrush and toothpaste. Even in Amsterdam, we got toothpaste in the supermarket at Albert Hein, Albert Heine. We got toothpaste. I, I bet you they don't even sell it in England. Why bother? 21 till 1 and Jim Mad Dog Mandage time at QAM. Here's a simple question for you, for simple people. If somebody offered to give you to hand over to you several thousand dollars in cash in the next few years, would you take it? Everybody in this audience will say, sure, why not? which makes it really foolish to pass up a chance to refinance or buy a home at just 3.95%. There's a Fannie Mae program waiting for you at 3.95% for both refinancing and purchasing of homes. Think about it, just 3.95%. And all you have to do is call Financial Group at this toll-free number, 1-800-940-5363. That's 1-800-940-5363. To be more specific, you can get yourself a hundred grand with payments of only 475 bucks a month, or you can get 200 grand with payments of only 950 bucks a month. You'll save yourself thousands of dollars. It'd be downright foolish to pass up a chance like that. So do the math and do the next logical thing. Get the details by calling Financial Group toll free. It's 1-800-940-LEND. That's 1-800-940-5363. They're an equal housing lender. Credit restrictions do apply and rates are subject to change if you wait Hi, this is G. Gordon Liddy, and they don't come any worse than Neil Rogers. 
Boom whistle? Yeah, Pat Boom whistles a lot. He likes to put his lips together, you know, and give a good old blow. In the summertime, when the weather is high, you can hit the beach, see some ass and thigh. In the summertime, you got women, you got women on your mind. Rectum. There's some nice behinds. Go out and see what you can find. And for bikinis thin, there's a lot to reveal. And a nice G-string got lots of appeal. Check it out there, man. That brunette's making my tongue hang to the side. It's because her top is holding up a pair of 45s. We're just normal guys, we're not dirty, we're not mean. We just love the girls and seeing their crease in the summertime. We go checking, we go checking out the scene. Spend the summertime finding cuties, finding beauties on the beach. Come along with me, see some TDTs. Ta 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 ta's make me so happy when the summer's here. I got women, I got women on my mind. Yes, the girls are nice, wearing those bikinis smaller size. With a hot, hot pot, surely it's a feast for your eyes. Come along with me, see some ta-ta-ta's, T-T-T-T-T, ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta's. In the summertime, we'll go cruising, we'll go cruising to the beach. For the ta-ta-ta's, T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-
The Reverend Kerry Wilson operated a network of eight shelters for Suffolk Department of Social Services, providing housing for hundreds of women and children before the county terminated its contract with her last month. In April, Newsday reported that Wilson's charity, New Life Christians Mission Ministries Incorporated, allegedly wasted millions in public funds through questionable real estate transactions stretching from Philadelphia to Suffolk County, some of which had placed the group under federal investigation. Darren Dopp, a spokeswoman for Attorney General Elliot Spitzer, confirmed that his office also is examining the charitable organization's activities and that the agency has subpoenaed records from Wilson. He declined to elaborate further. Wilson yesterday declined to comment. Sources familiar with what the probe say, say state investigators are interested in the transfer of at least three properties on Long Island from the charitable organization to Wilson, 57, and one of her daughters without getting proper approvals from the state. Within the past three years, the charity sold an Amityville home to one of Wilson's daughters for $10 and transferred two other homes to Wilson for $10 each. Public records show federal and state laws regulating nonprofit groups forbid tax-exempt organizations from taking actions that benefit insiders. In a previous interview, Wilson said she'd used her own money to buy the houses for new life. Right. Just keep putting up, uh, giving your money out, okay, to these shysters. Give it over to uh, Miss Cleo. At least, at least she's got a good sense of humor. Give it to Bo Griffin. She needs it. So whatever happened with that deal? We got an ongoing thing there? I, I guess. Nothing new about it. I think she might just have an ace in a hole in that hole there, you know? Who? A man accused of kidnapping and killing 70-year-old Danielle Van Dam used the word we while recounting a trip he claimed he took alone right after the girl disappeared. A tape of a police interview played yesterday at his trial shows. Are you familiar with this? No. A little slip of the tongue, I think. Oops. David Westerfield described this little place we were at during the February 5th interview. Danielle disappeared the previous weekend from her home two doors down the street from Westerfield's. Her body was found February 27th along a rural road east of San Diego, Dade. Westerfield, 50, a self-employed engineer, is charged with kidnapping, murder, and possession of a child pornography. He's pleaded innocent and could face the death penalty if convicted. Oh! During the interview, Westerfield told police he hardly knew Danielle. If you brought her in right now, I wouldn't recognize her from ten other kids, he said. I, I could make a comment about that being yeah. poor taste. Westerfield gave police a detailed account of a weekend trip to the beach in desert... Uh, and what? In desert? Yeah, in desert. That's right there in San Diego. That began the morning Daniel was reported missing. He said he was scouting for places to camp with his adult son and had told police he was alone. Does this sound weird to you, he asked? It's perfectly normal for me. Westerfield also described a brief encounter with Daniel's mother, Brenda Van Dam, at a neighborhood bar February 1st, the last day Daniel was seen alive at her home. He said he was drunk. I don't remember getting home. That's how bad it was, he said on the tape. He showed no visible emotion as prosecutors played the tape in court. Prosecution testimony is expected to continue through the month. And then we'll fry his ass. 12.50 at 5.60 WQM, 10 minutes before the Jim Mandit Show. If you're wondering where your hair went, I'll tell you, Mad Dogs they didn't have much hair left either, did they? No. No, I don't either. Of course, in our case, what difference does it make, you know? But you younger guys out there, you guys that want to look better than you have in years, maybe get laid like once every couple of years, here's the answer for you. Charles Alfieri, who's a hair big shot for over well over 25 years, he's been doing it for guys. He's appeared as a guest on Good Morning America. The Today Show, he's known all over the world as the guy who's got the best hair system going at any price, the natural hairline system. Charles has been helping the famous and not-so-famous look the best for all that time. And the reason the f uh, famous people, the rich people, go to him is because no matter how much money they've got, no matter what price they're willing to spend, for no amount in the world can you get a better-looking system than the natural hairline system because it looks real, like real hair, like it's going out of your scalp, not like some farm animal died in your head. So if you want to get yourself a great-looking head of hair again and look better and younger than you ever thought you could again, call Charlie Toolfree. There's no obligation. He'll show you just how much better and younger he can make you look. Call 1-800-321-2413. That's 1-800-321-2413. And be sure to mention my name because you'll knock 200 bucks off the regular cost of that natural hairline system if you do. 1-800-321-2413 or look him up on his website at Charlie.
Marlins take on the Tampa Bay Devil Rays tomorrow. Coverage gets underway at 6.30 on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Only in the Banana Republic, baby. Only in Miami. I beg your pardon? I didn't say it. Oh, I thought you said it. I thought that was you on the end of that thing. I thought you were stepping <laughs> on Now, how come my uh, poll has disappeared on my website? Uh, you looking at it? Wait a minute. It's reloading. Yeah, mine was reloading, too, and it just, like, vanished. It disappeared. Uh-oh. Is yours disappeared? Boy. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on here, Eric? Oh my God! This is this is like a major catastrophe. It's like a catastrophe. You know what? We get right to the end of the show. We're swinging along. The votes are pouring in on that thing, and all of a sudden, like uh, it just disappears off the face of the globe. How is that possible? You don't think he's like retooling it, do you? I don't. I don't know. Boy, shocking. Well, he's working on it, I'm sure. The jury that convicted Kennedy cousin Michael Skakel of murder last week was improperly inflamed by gruesome photos of the victim paired with Skakel's comments to an interviewer, his attorney argued yesterday. The verdict should be thrown out in a new trial held, defense lawyer Michael Sherman argued in papers filed in Stanford Superior Court. This was a case in which the prosecution used cumulative, graphic, and gruesome photographs of the victim 